Warning, this is a message from the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. They're working on it. Reminding you to watch before you listen. This show is full of spoilers and we literally talk about every scene in the movie. Also, we use some not-so-super language, so maybe make your kids go outside and play for a little while so you can listen to two grown men talk about people in costumes fighting other people in costumes in peace. Hello, Homo sapiens, and welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. And I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Homo Superiors, known as the Cape Podcasters. This is a show where we talk about some X-Men. And X-Women. Is that a thing? They kind of just lump it all together, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it's, they use the, the gender-neutral men, which is not really a thing. No, no, and they're at a school. They should know better than that. They should. But we, we finally made it to X-Men. <laughs> we did it. We've talked about it enough on this show that... And we also not talked about it enough because we forgot their their logo. Right. In Way our first episode. back in episode one. <laughs> yeah, we, we dropped the ball big time on that one. But we're doing it. We're here because there's a million of these movies. We got to start somewhere. So we're starting with X-Men from 2000, directed by Brian Singer. Brian Singer. So Brian Singer has not directed a lot up to this point. He's got a short called Lion's Den. He's got something called Public Access. Fine. And then he kind of hits it big with the usual suspects. Ah, uh, Yes. The usual suspects. They're, you know, the usual ones. Yeah. And after that, he, well, he starts working with a big cast there. He kind of has his, his twist. Yeah. If you will. And then he goes into App Pupil, which has Sir Ian McKellen, who pops up in this movie. Mm. It's a pretty prominent role. Magneto. It's a big one. And then I guess Fox said, go, go make me an X-Men because you've done so much. Uh, I don't know. I think they like the way he handled the ensemble cast with, with the usual suspects. That's pretty fair. And they're like, ah, sure. You could be our guy. Could be, I guess. And up until that point, well, I think I don't want to bury this too long because we poke a lot of fun at Mark Steven Johnson. We don't know anything personally about Mark Steven Johnson. That's true. That's it. He just has a funny looking picture and he made one creepy movie that we know of and Jack Frost. Brian Singer is an actual fucking creep. That's true. Yeah. He's had so many issues in terms of filmmaking throughout his career that uh, there's just been red flag after red flag with him. And it finally kind of crumbled once the whole Me Too movement hit. Yeah. Where everyone said, like, no, Brian Singer, fuck this guy. For real. (laughs) Yeah, no. Not this guy. Not a fan. In terms of his productions, for the amount of stuff that he has directed, he's had a number of issues with production companies and actors and just general production halts. Have you heard about any of these? I've heard of uh, a couple of them. In 1994, when he was doing The Usual Suspect, there was a production halt. Apparently, there was an issue with Kevin Spacey. On set? What? Yeah, Kevin about Spacey. inappropriate sexual behavior, and they kind of just brushed it off saying, ah, oh, that's just Kevin. I'm glad nothing ever came about from that one. 24 years later. <laughs> <laughs> wow. After that, when he was doing At Pupil, there was apparently a, a, a scene with these students where they told these kids to take off their clothes in the shower, and parents didn't give any of these kids permission, so production halted yet again. In 2002, on X-Men 2... He delayed the shooting, and Halle Berry actually ended up telling him off. So the story went that Brian Singer got in a fight with the producer of the X-Men, Tom DeSanto. Kevin Feige is also behind the scenes, by the way. If you're yeah, Feige, is. this was his kind of moment, but he was very behind the scenes here. So Brian Singer had an argument with this DeSanto guy, just a personal argument, and decided to shut down production. The actors got pissed. Halle Berry ends up storming off the set also. And as she was on the trailers, watching all this go down with the misunderstanding whatever, she said, you can watch my black ass while I walk out of here. 
It's terrific. That's amazing. Good for her. That's better line than she had in this whole movie. She didn't do much this movie. She had one line in this movie, and it, it, it bombed, bombed hard. <laughs> but most recently, Brian Singer had the issue with Bohemian Rhapsody. Right, where he was uh, fired by Fox halfway into production, Replaced citing his- Dexter Fletcher. Citing his unexpected unavailability. He said that he had to go for like a family emergency yeah, type thing. Back to the States to take care of this family emergency. Yeah. Health matters concerning he one of his parents. He stopped showing up to set. Yeah. And then he was surprised when he got replaced. Yeah. More or less. That'll happen. And now I'm glad that movie's killing it. And apparently no one's thanking him in any of their speeches, That's like Golden funny. Globes and stuff like that. So he ended up putting out like a sassy thing thanking the, the Golden Globes for it. This guy's a fucking asshole. Seems like Brian it. Singer's an asshole. Joe Mazzello from last week's Starkid episode said that- uh, he was weird. Just that's it? That's pretty much it. That's it coming like, from the kid from Jurassic Park, who was the weird kid in Jurassic Park. Who was the weird kid in Star Kid? Saying, this, this singer guy, weirdo. Yeah. Complete weirdo. He's just like, it was sort of weird. He was there, and then he's gone. Weird. Simple enough. X-Men's kind of the moment that the modern superhero movie started in 2000. Oh, definitely. A lot of people would, well, there are some people who would say Spider-Man, but I feel like that's the people who forget about X-Men. Yeah, that, <laughs> because that's, that's about right. Yeah, Spider-Man's pretty true to what it does. It's not, but it is. It's, and X-Men <laughs> yeah, it's, is, it's not. X-Men's not very true to the story at all. Not at all. Well, you've been reading the books lately, right? I have. So the OG X-Men, as I'm going to call them, the uncanny ones. <laughs> oh. You had Cyclops. Yep. Was still a little stick up the ass Cyclops then too. You also had Iceman as one of the main ones. Yeah, of course. Beast. Beast. Angel. Angel. And then Jean Grey got introduced at the... In the first issue. And she had a different name back then, right? Yeah, her name back then was Marvel Girl. Yeah. Just, why not? Right? But right from issue one, you do have Magneto, which is nice. And it is. I think from like issue three, you have the Brotherhood is mentioned. And oh, the Brotherhood's wow. kind of the bad guys in this. Sure. So, I mean, it's it's just not really all that true, though. Yeah, it's... And Professor Charles Xavier, here, portrayed by Sir Patrick Stewart. Mm. We had a lot of sirs going on. Got a couple. You gotta you gotta kind of give it to him couple every time sirs. you say it. You can't take that from them. He's very nice in this movie, though. He's not very nice in the comics. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's very to the point. Okay. Yeah. But there's so much that happens in this movie. I really think we got we have to get into it. I think we have to get into it. Opening credits, we have a VO from Professor Charles Xavier. Even before that. Before that? Yeah. We have a pre-opening credits cool thing. What's that? The... 20th Century Fox logo that's there. Yeah. When it fades out, the X stays highlighted just a little bit longer. I didn't even notice that. Wink! Ding. So they're <laughs> they're starting it off right away. Well, good for them. Yeah. They're, guys, this is the X-Men. Guys, just X. Hey. X. Hey. <laughs> X-Men. You get it? So he has his VO. And uh, take note, Sam Raimi, this is how it's done. It's necessary. It makes it's sense. It's to the point. It's nice. It's. I'm like, yes, finally, a VO. Maybe it's just because it's Sir Patrick Stewart's voice. It that, could be. And it wasn't. And the music in the background it wasn't kick ass. Tobes McGobes. Just you hear Sir Patrick Stewart's silky voice and. I don't remember that part. That was me wishing. Oh, okay. I think the, I used that to. That is the greatest opening theme. Oh, absolutely. Uh, is it, it? It's really up there with Batman the Animated Series and DuckTales. Woohoo. Uh-huh. But it's, it's, it's way, way up, up there. there. <laughs> way up there. And I think I used to have this screensaver. What screensaver? The the lights that are like swirling around the screen during the VO. That makes that makes sense. I had the Matrix one. Okay. It's just a year before. Yeah. It was I mean, I'm just making a joke in that it looked like a screensaver. 
Uh, I wasn't. I really had it. Yeah. <laughs> I did too for a while. It's pretty cool. Um, and then we get this CG, vaguely cerebral, sciencey looking graphic that means basically nothing. Yep. Which is fun. And then we zoom out and we're in Cerebro. I don't know. We got the X door. We do have the X door. X door. The extreme door. It's, I don't know. It's Every time I think about this, I think of like extreme men or whatever. There are so many letter X's in this movie. It, there's a lot. It's real heavy on them. John Favreau's favorite letter. Yeah. It's also Brian Singer's favorite letter. Fucking creep. <laughs> Throwing as many as he can in, out there. Sure. And then we go to Poland. 1944. 1944. What? <laughs> People give DC shit for being dark. Yeah. This was Dark. This is Magneto's list. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you got a you got a young Eric Lenscher walking around a, a concentration camp. Rainy, muddy, unhappy Jews. Yeah, just you see the tattoos on the arms. Yeah, when they're branded they're, and whatnot, that actually oh. plays a huge role in all this. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I don't know if you're gonna agree with me. Sure, Michael fucking Kamen. I'm going to agree with you. Good. I think I'm gonna agree with you. He. I don't know. This score was one of those that kind of blended in pretty well. Yeah, it did. In it a did a lot way. of blending. In certain points, it's really good, and other parts you just don't even notice it. Yeah, and I think that's what makes a good score, though. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to punch and holes through walls you don't all need the to time. It's beat us over the head with it. That's exactly it. Michael fucking Kamen. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got quite a career too. Does he? Oh boy, this guy did the score for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, cool. Don Juan DeMarco, all of the Lethal Weapon movies. Okay, the first three Die Hards, the Three Musketeers, Highlander, License to Kill. Mr. Holland's Opus, which that's a it's music a movie. Music movie. The Iron Giant and HBO's Band of Brothers. He's also done work in mainstream music with Pink Floyd, Queen, Tom Petty, Bon Jovi, Rush, Metallica, Def Leppard, The Cranberries, Jim Croce, Coldplay, Guns N' Roses, and he co-wrote Brian Adams' two biggest songs. Everybody's prom song, Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Okay. And Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman? So this guy kicks ass. Oh yeah, he's just through and through he kicks ass. Two Oscar noms, three Grammys, two Golden Globes. An Annie and an Emmy. And he also stared one of the greatest cartoon theme songs dead in the eyes and said, no, I don't, I don't need you. I think I could do better. I mean, um, he didn't. Um, he did. But, but he did pretty damn good. He stared it down. That says something. Yeah. He had the confidence to not go with it. Yeah. That says something. So the Nazis make Magneto's choice and they separate the parents and the Eric Lencher. Yep. And he's none too pleased about that. No. And he starts trying to chase him and he holds his hands out to try to like grab his parents and the metal fence starts to bend towards him. Yeah. Whoa. Fence warpage. How about that? John Favreau would be like, hey, that's uh, subtle. I would think so. <laughs> but great scene. It is a great scene. A and this scene. actually was- and a, and a good way to, to introduce, to start off the movie. And they started with a villain. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice. I like that touch. Yeah. What I found was really interesting was Magneto's Jewish. Yeah. That really has never stood out to me that anyone could be, have like a, I mean, Daredevil, obviously, is right. Catholic. That's true. But you never really think of religion in superhero movies. So I looked up, who are some of the other Jewish superheroes? Oh. Why the hell not? Why not look into it? Who is there? We get one in here. Another we one? We get two in here, actually. Kitty Pride. Okay. Is Jewish. I didn't know that. Iceman's a Habsy. Oh. Yeah. Found that pretty interesting. This should be an Adam Sandler song. <laughs> other other superheroes <laughs> that are Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> Just like you and half of Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> and all of Harley Quinn. And all of Harley Quinn. If you want to stay in the Marvel, you have Scarlet Witch is also a Havsey. Quicksilver, though, oddly, is a Fulzy. Okay. Aren't they brother and sister? Yeah, aren't they? I don't know how that worked out. You know, twins with different moms. Could happen, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and to throw it back to DC really quick, Batwoman. Oh. So it was just really interesting to think like, no, I've never really considered that. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of them. 
There are a whole bunch of them. They're that right. is neat. Yeah. Also the thing from the Fantastic Four. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. I did know that one. He spreads that rocky schmear on that bagel. Every <laughs> <now and then. laughs> Why did I find that so funny? That's so dumb. But moving on. <laughs> Cut to Meridian, Mississippi in the not-too-distant future. That was confusing. Was Time doesn't not- matter. No, it doesn't. Was this the not- I look like... Sit down and think about this. Was this the not-too-distant future from what we just saw in Poland 1944, or the not-too-distant future from today? The not-too-distant future from 2000. That's confusing, because now, it now it's the distant past right. from today. That's you good. can't date your movie like that. 19 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, this movie's old. Yeah, I, This is a classic. Is. Yeah, Turner's really getting on this one. <laughs> That's exactly it. Somebody let little Marie all alone in her room with a boy. Ooh la la. And you know what happens when that happens? People die. Correct. While they go into comas. Killer's Kiss is about Marie because she's all, she's actually planning like her, like a map on the board and she's planning her, her vacation route or like some kind of Canadian route, adventure. Whatever it is. She wants to go to Canada. Yeah. Because that's what all little Mississippi girls dream of. That's exactly it. Hiking through Canada. Absolutely. It's a Robin Trubotsky dream. What is this accent that she has? It's southish. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, Nobody in this movie is playing what they actually are. No. Except for Toad. I feel like this But is... don't get me started on Toad. We're going to talk about Toad. We'll get there. <laughs> Either way, Marie's going to kiss this boy, and this boy going to- Yeah. He doesn't die. We nope. learn that later. But he, he, gets, he gets he gets a lot of the life sucked out of him. A lot of it. A lot of and it. And she goes into panic mode, and then she, she goes, screams. Then she goes to Canada. And yeah, I guess the she gets to her. start her little trip early. Yeah. We take a break from Marie and we go to, I think it's the United Nations, but I have no idea. I think it's the Senate. This is a very futuristic, creepy looking Senate then. Well, it's in the not too distant future, Dave. Of what movie? Of what? <laughs> Either way, Jean Grey is giving a presentation and the senators are trying to determine, I guess, if mutants are dangerous. Right. Are they cool? Can we keep them? Or do we need to like, <laughs> you know, register them? Yeah. Basically, they're debating the merits of the Mutant Registration Act. Correct. Senator Kelly's all like, mutants are bad. And Jean Grey's like, nuh-uh. No, no, man. Nuh-uh. <laughs> they're not. And Senator Kelly's like, I want to register them all. I want to know who they are and what their powers are. And Jean Grey's like, no, no. They're more dangerous if they expose themselves. Brian Singer would know all about that. Exposing himself? I assume. It's dangerous. Yeah. Kevin Spacey, too. Fucking creeps. The senator starts reading off a list of mutants and their powers. Yeah. That seems dangerous. Right? And we get a we get a Kitty Pride reference right there. Yeah. Yeah. What's to stop her from running through a bank vault wall or the Pentagon? Did you say Pentagon? I don't remember. I don't remember. I think you said White House. White House. That's what yeah. he said. Can only hope that happens today. Yeah, but if only. Just take all those McDonald's Pride, where boxes off of the table. So I don't know. I don't know what they do in the White House anymore. Apparently. A lot of Brian Singer shit probably. Eat a lot of burgers. Watching up top in the balcony is Professor Charles Xavier. And his shiny head. It's so shiny. He's the baldest man alive. Right? I love it. Yeah. And then we see Magneto's there as well. He kind of just walks away yeah. when all this is happening. Xavier's all like, what are you doing here, Eric? Yeah. They walk in this hallway. What is this pool. hallway? I don't know. It's just all windows. But for some reason, Magneto is in shadow. And why are they And the there's no reason for there. it to be in shadow. <laughs> Let's be the only two random people in this hallway. Well, you know how the United States Senate has this, this extremely futuristic hallway. Well, yeah. It's where all the big meetings take place. Well, actually, very small meetings happen there. Right. When no Mr. More Smith than... went to Washington. He said, no one could see me in this. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you the moon, Washington. I don't know. The fire marshal stands right outside the hallway and says, no, limit two. <laughs> so. There's a Hulk in there. You don't want to go. 
And of course, Magneto's like, this is a lot like the Nazis, bro. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I think that's what makes a good villain is somebody who you has- You can kind of see it his way? Yeah. A, a I agree. decent motivation. They just kind of take it to the extreme. I think that's why Doc Ock kind of works so well. Yeah. Because his motivation is he wants to have the power of the sun exactly. there and power a city with nothing. So exactly. He has- Just want, doesn't want to stop it. Anymore. He has good intentions. It's just a, a matter of- That he can't do math? Yeah. Apparently. Like Thanos. He has right. good intentions. Right. Eric Killmonger. Well- Yeah. Yeah, good intentions. Yeah. They just they just go about it the wrong way. That's what makes a believable villain. I agree a with good you villain. That. I agree completely. We got a good villain. So far. So far. So far. So far. Let's hope he, he keeps it up. Let's go to Canada. All right. How about Alberta? That Northern. Works. Northern Alberta. Northern Alberta. This trucker drops off. I'm going to just call her Rogue. Let's call it's her Rogue. It's easier to call her Rogue at it this is. point. Little Rogue. Drops her off. I don't. Did you catch the name of that city? I didn't. I did not it was catch just the a name throw of the city. And she said, I thought this was I a city. And like, this it is. is a city. She goes in and we get to see a cage match. We do. I love bars in Canada. I yeah. didn't know that about myself. Yeah. Until just now. They have cage matches in bars. And they also have huge jacked men. Huge jacked men. Who are fighting people. This bar scene was actually shot at the same brewery slash distillery. It's un- uncertain that the concentration camp scenes were filmed at. Okay. Yeah. So it's a bar slash concentration Double camp. Double it up. That's a good location. So this, this ringmaster man is trying to find people to fight. It's Logan. It's Wolverine. You're going to let this just, guy take all your money? To, we don't need to bury that one. That's true. He wins. Always. 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 And this big bald man's going to come out and the ringmaster guy says, hey, just don't kick him in the balls. <laughs> That's the only rule. I thought you said there were no rules. Yeah. Well, he'll take it personally. <laughs> so they start fighting. He starts kicking the shit out of Logan. Yeah. And then Logan counters his punch by punching this man's fist mid-punch. Yeah. And it is jarring. It makes metal sounds. Yeah. Which wouldn't happen. No. Even if you had a metal skeleton. Correct. Correct. He's beating this guy up. He's like, ting, ting. Come on. Yeah. It sounds like he, a sword fight. He just knocks the crap out of this guy. Winner, the Wolverine. Obviously. Rogue is still sitting at this bar after all this, and the place clears out. She's eyeing that tip jar. At tip jar, it says, tipping is not a city in China. <laughs> that is exactly what it says. That's pretty funny. It's funny. <laughs> Wolverine comes on in. He's got the, that classic cigar look. How cool is that? It's great. Big, big fan of it's it. It's great. And it makes sense because he's not going to get hurt. Correct. He's That's exactly gonna, it. He's not going to get lung cancer. Why not? No. Do you think Do you think Wolverine, he's got the hair. We know the, the the classic Wolverine hair. Yeah. Do you think he wakes up and it's like that? Or do you think he has to style that up? Oh, I definitely, I don't think he's the kind of guy who's spending time styling his hair. But at the same time, it's very a few natural. scenes later, that hair's down. Do you think it just pops on back up there like a fro? Maybe it all has to do with how much adrenaline is, is pumping just through pumping his Just pumping through? He's a constant adrenaline. He was just in a, in a huge fight, so now he's got spiky hair. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. The guy who Logan had just kicked the shit out of, he wants money. Yeah. Because apparently Logan shouldn't be able to take a beating like that and not have anything to show for it. Hey, you're not human. I can tell because I punched you and you didn't bleed. Yeah. I guess. But he settles. That's kind of a stretch. It is. But he settles as like a gentleman and pulls a knife on Logan. Yeah. To which Rogue yells, watch out! Watch out! In whatever accent she's using in this movie. Watch out! I don't know. And Logan just, you know. He's got- The guy pulled one knife. And Logan, Logan gave him three. Yeah. Out of his fist. Yeah. That's so cool. And the bartender's like, get out of my bar, freak. And he pulls yeah. a shotgun. Well, I love him. how he pins him to the wall with his, with his claws. Oh, yeah. With the, and then the middle claw gently comes slowly out. Slowly comes to his, out to the neck. So cool. It's like, he's got good control over that. And the bartender pulls the gun. And, of course, he slices it in half like it's nothing. No. It's very cool. Very cool character setup. I like it. 
Get him a bar, freak. He gets out of the bar. He does. And Rogue runs after him. Yeah, and hides in the back. And then Wolverine pulls over later when he hears her and tells her to get out. Get out of here. Get lost. She she has that line, you don't know or you don't care. And he's just, pick one. Pick one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And he takes off, but not for long. Not for he long. Can't he can't leave her. He can't. He feels he's, bad. He's a good guy, we guess. We guess. We're going off of nothing at this point. Absolutely nothing. But we guess. She starts eating beef jerky like she hasn't had a meal in forever. Yeah, but I like how they start discussing kind of each other at this point. They're right. both being shielded to each other, but open at the same they're time. They're being coy. I don't, I don't but... even think it's coy. They're asking each other questions, and they're just answering the questions. That's true. Outright. Where there's one point where Logan tries to touch Rogue's hand. Yeah. And she says, when people touch my skin, mm. something happens. When, pe- when people touch my skin. I apologize. <laughs> But then she asks, like, oh, when your claws come out, does it hurt? And he says, every time. Every time. They're just trying to learn each other, not hiding anything. Right. Dave, have you ever had beef jerky? Yes. You know how chewy beef jerky is? Yes. How does she eat it that fast? She swallows it down. It's amazing. Puts it in her gullet like a baby bird, cocks the head back, and that crazy accent just helps it work its way down. I either, A, need lessons on eating beef jerky from Anna Paquin, or B, need to find out what brand of beef jerky that Hugh Jackman's buying, because- Just dissolving instantly. Wow, I want For one, that. it's worse. She's a mutant. That's true. Maybe she has like the Maybe power Maybe she's of... sucking the life out of the jerky as she's putting it in her it's exactly hand. It. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> she's like, you should really wear your seatbelt. I like how he- inst- The timing. He, yeah, he says that he doesn't need anyone giving him advice on it, then crash. Crash. Then crash. And then crash. Of course. Bam. Yeah. And he goes flying like 50 feet out so this, far. through the windshield. <laughs> How fast was he driving? I don't know. It was an icy road. That's just dangerous. That RV's not getting up to speed. Yeah, that's not right. He no. shouldn't be. He's in an RV, by the way. Oh, he yeah. Lives there. Yeah, he's got a sweet Winnebago. Simple as that. He gets up and he starts walking back towards the car and you like see him heal. It's like, We're getting like these nice yeah. touches of character development. It's nice. It's and great. So, you can see that he heals. Yeah. You're like, all right, cool. He's got healing powers. You don't need to explain that later in the movie now. Yeah. You will. But you don't have to. Show, don't tell. Exactly. It's called filmmaking. I love it. It's good stuff when they do it right. That's it. And Sabretooth. Sabretooth jumps out of the woods and starts yeah. fighting the Wolverine. Logan notices that the- uh, He smells him. He smells him, and yeah. he notices that the tree has definitely been tampered with. It didn't ah. just fall on its own. I think that tree's been tampered with. <laughs> well, I suspect, sir, that this that is tree there- Detective Logan here, see, that tree looks been, like it's been tampered with. It's been tampered with, sir. <laughs> oh, man, this ass feels like it's been tampered with. <laughs> Sabretooth jumps out, and he starts fighting Logan. Yeah. It's going to be tricky going the Logan Wolverine. Sabretooth we'll figure it out. portrayed by Tyler Maine. I like how they got a guy named Maine to have a giant-ass Maine. How about that? Appropriate. That's good casting. Yeah. Oh, uh. yeah. <laughs> Sabretooth looks pretty cool in this. He's pretty boring. He looks pretty cool. He looks, yeah, he looks, he, he, yeah. I'll give you that. He looks pretty cool. While they're fighting outside, inside, Rogue is trapped. The seatbelt's not coming undone. She's yeah. trapped and something's lighting on fire. RV's on fire RV. because that happens every time you of crash. Of course. And to the rescue- comes Cyclops and Storm. Cyclops and Storm, who are conveniently there. How about that? Everyone's in Northern Canada right now. It's amazing how they just converge. Naturally, they're going to get Rogue out of this thing seconds before it explodes. Well, yeah. Because why wouldn't they? Drama. You got to build that drama. Yeah, but then you get the worst fade that we've seen yet in a movie. In any movie. It drops out just out of nowhere mid-music, and then we're in Magneto's lair. Somewhere. I guess. Brotherhood base. I guess so. I don't know. Toad's painting. Yes, he is. <laughs> Toad, as portrayed by martial artist Ray Park. Yeah, Ray Park kicks ass. I see what you did there. But also, nah. Not in this movie, doesn't No. 
One movie where Ray Park kicks a ton of ass is a movie you've never seen. Oh. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh. He is that's Ray Park. Darth Maul. Yeah. That makes sense. We should do a stay tuned on that for you. You think? Yeah. You have to watch that those movies at some point. That's I guess. Makes sense. We should do it. How have you gotten leading this Leading up to episode nine. <laughs> Just the prequels leading up to it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see where we came from and where we are now. Skip the middle ones. <laughs> yeah. Skip the important ones, the ones that everybody's seen. We don't need any of that. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sabretooth was supposed to bring somebody back to Magneto. Yeah. I like how he has the Newton's Cradle on the oh, desk so with the good. balls, and there's nothing attached to it. It's just oh, it's so cool. It's great. You know what really bothers me about Sabretooth? He growls. I don't like, like the growl. Like a lion or a tiger, like exactly like a big cat. Courage. And then goes right- I've got courage. He goes right to talking like a normal fucking guy. Yeah. Maybe Sabretooth just needs some courage. That's it? What I found interesting also was that Sabretooth got a dog tag off a of Wolverine. Yeah. And gave it to Magneto and has like these numbers on it. And Magneto looks down at his arm and sees his tattoo from the concentration camp. It was right. almost like he felt like this connection with Wolverine. Yeah. Which was neat. It was. It was very interesting. And it's a little bit of a, a deeper Easter egg on the on the character development for yeah. both of them, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand the point of that scene. It's just like I think it was just to tell us that Sabretooth was supposed to bring somebody back. Yeah. That's I, it. I think they had that just that cool Newton's cradle and they wanted to show that off. Yeah. Looked very cool. And they didn't really have a calm scene at the the Brotherhood base later to show it. So No, that's true. <laughs> I think it's time to go to X Men HQ. Let's do it. Let's go to the uh, the mansion that serves as Professor Charles Xavier's school for the gifted youngsters. Yeah, rolls right off the tongue. Does that mansion look familiar to you? Should it? It should. You ever seen Billy Madison? Is that the same place? Same place. You ever watch Smallville? That's Lex Luthor's mansion. You ever seen the show Arrow? That's sure. Oliver Queen's mansion. That thing gets work. Yeah. Wow. That's a building that gets some use. How about that? And a lot of superhero stuff and also Billy Madison. Yeah. Speaking of Adam Sandler. Yeah. All was, right. It's an unintentional throwback, callback. I don't mind it. No matter one bit. Jean Grey is getting all kinds of telepathic while she's taking care of Logan. Shirtless Logan. She's shirtless Logan. She's making needles and shit hover to her, which is fine. Good, good for her. If you got it, use it. Hey, we're Simple showing off her powers. Yeah. That way we don't have to tell you with words later what they are. Yeah. But we will. But Wolverine's going to attack her. Well, yeah. It just seemed like the thing to do. That's, that's probably how he always wakes up. That's the, freak out. The it is actually how he wakes up. From this movie. Is that's just how he wakes up. Yeah. So then he's running through the, the hallways looking for a way out. Yeah. And, and Charles is talking to him. He's hearing little whispers. Yeah. Go this way. Wouldn't you love to hear those whispers? I don't know. Just Patrick Stewart just kind of terrified talking oh, to you. When you say it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Be real. I'd go anywhere he told me to. So he finds this little secret passageway. Now he's in the halls of the mansion instead of the underground layer yeah. of metallic walls. Now he's those ornate mansion walls, and there's kids running around. Yeah, a lot of lot what of kids. What is this place? Ends up finding Professor Charles Xavier teaching a class on physics. On physics. And from here, we get a... It's an exposition dump. Oh, big time. And it was needed, which yeah. is nice. Right after Kitty Pride runs to the door. Yeah, which is cool. Professor Xavier goes goes right into his whole... Oh, <laughs> he's got a line here that I really like. I'm Charles Xavier. Would you like some breakfast? Like, yeah, I know you're all discombobulated, but you want some flapjacks? I like it. What? I like it a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's all about business. And then he's like, hey, meet the whole team as they walk in one at a time. Yep. It's pretty perfect. Storm, Cyclops, Jean Grey. Yeah, I'm sure you already Jean her. Grey. What do they call you, Wheels? Ha <laughs> ha ha. That was funny. I, I like that line like a it. lot. I forgot about that line. The original line was actually, what do they call you, Baldy? 
but Hugh, Hugh Jackman improv the wheels. It's even better. It's way better. It's way better. <laughs> way better. While this is happening, Logan learns about Magneto's plan. Yep. About how it's going to be mutants versus humans one day. Simple as that. Yeah. That's not Magneto's plan. <laughs> as far as we know. Yeah, We're going to learn. That's all wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And we get a nice little montage of mutant kids playing with their powers. I like the montage. Yeah, we got some teleportation. That kid playing, playing basketball. basketball. That's a travel. That's cheating. That's a travel. It's definitely a travel. 100%. There's one kid running on water. Also, did you, is that his power? Hold on. Did you look at the kid playing the basketball? He needed the help. Did he hit that layup? I think it cut away before he hit that layup. Oh, That's yeah. the type of kid who's not hitting layups. He's that's reading true. comic books in the, under a tree somewhere. Yeah, that's why he's got to teleport to play basketball. Okay. Still a travel. Blow the whistle. That other kid running on water, is his power just that he's super light? Jesus. Oh, it's just Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Mutant Jesus. Okay. Yep. We get some fireballs and some ice nonsense. Yeah. That's in class. That's in class. I like how, yeah, that's our our introduction to Iceman and Pyro. Yeah. Which is nice. It's subtle. It's good. We don't really touch on them a whole lot in this movie. Don't have to. So. We don't have to. Just get a little intro. Sure. I appreciate how Iceman gives, like, Rogue is sitting next to him in class. Yeah. And he puts, like, the ice rose on her desk and he says, welcome to Mutant High. Hey. I'm John Favreau. Here's an ice rose. I'm going to be your romantic interest. <laughs> this is based off of nothing. Nope. But I love you. He's like, hey. Based on nothing. Have this ice rose. <laughs> I'm a real suave guy. Haven't heard your accent yet. Might turn me off a little bit. Oh, yeah. Charles is going to ask Wolverine to stick around just for 48 hours to figure out what Magneto wants with Wolverine. Yeah. Wolverine agrees. Pretty sure. reasonable. It's only two days. I'll stick around, bub. Yep. There's some kind of mutant rally happening, and we got to get the center to the chopper. But oh, no. The chopper done been hijacked. Yeah, he's talking to his assistant on the chopper. Yeah. And then it turns out that his assistant is not his assistant. It's not his assistant. It's Mystique. It's Mystique. In one of the craziest bits of makeup imaginable. Oh, yeah. The amount of time she had to spend in a chair getting this applied. How long? It took nine hours for them to apply it all. Uh, It was 110 custom design prostheses, which covered 60% of her body, and they airbrushed the rest of her. She couldn't drink wine, she couldn't use skin creams, and she couldn't fly the day before filming because it would all mess up her body chemistry and nothing would stick. Jeez. That's insane. And she had to keep it on all day on all set. Day. You got to figure they're taking it off at the end of the day so she can go home. Yeah. And the amount of secrecy that was around her part in the movie, yeah. she was basically quarantined from the rest of the set and just kept in like a box alone. She plays a massive role. Yeah. And it's crazy. And I know that in the newer X-Men movies, General Lawrence said it took about seven hours. Yeah. Put on as well. So it's like, they, they knocked it down. Good for them. Yep. But Barely. how much? Barely. So that's that's nuts. This is also the only movie where one of Mystique's disguises isn't just her human self, the actress's human self. Yeah. So she was always, when she was on screen as Mystique, she was Mystique. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Rebecca Romaine, by the way. At the time, Stamos. Big fan. Yes. Oh, yes. We're loaded with people I'm a big fan of. Vomka Jensen? Yeah. Plays Jean Grey? Yeah, she does. Kind of my Leslie bit. Okay. Back in the day. That makes sense. Uh-huh. That makes sense. <laughs> Goldeneye? Uh-huh. Yep. That did it. <laughs> Mystique does a lot of fighting with her feet. Big time foot fighter. Yeah. She's, Why? She's got something of a foot fight-ish. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> hey Wow. All right. So anyway, basically they, they kidnap Senator Kelly, and we go yep. back to the X-Mansion. Yeah. So in the X-Lab. Logan's back at the table. He apologized to Jean Grey. That was very nice. I was like, couldn't wait to get my shirt off again, huh? The shirt-on-to-shirt off ratio in this movie for Hugh Jackman, it's about one-to-one. Yeah, it's that's it's about crazy. right. It's crazy. Yeah, he doesn't spend... You're probably right. By half the movie, he's shirtless. Yeah, and this is like... Hugh Jackman's a very good-looking boy. 
Yeah. But this is this kind is of like, like the first comic early movie. on. He yeah. looks a little bigger. Yeah. Like in the face and the shoulders. It doesn't look like he doesn't have him. He's got a better physique in Logan when he's playing a dying old man. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. It's crazy. That's how far these movies have come. When he signed up for this role in this movie, do you think he thought he'd be playing that role till 2016? <laughs> no, probably not. He got cast three weeks into filming. Wow. Yeah. Were there other people who were kind of in line for the part? Oh, yeah. Is that why someone else have the part and they got fired? Basically, the reason Hugh Jackman is the Wolverine is because of Stanley Kubrick. Go on. Well, because Eyes Wide Shut yeah. ran so long. It was supposed to be Tom Cruise? No. Oh. But Tom Cruise was in Mission Impossible 2. Sure. And Mission Impossible 2 got pushed back because of Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. Which Took meant- forever to film. Uh, DeGray Scott, who was originally Wolverine. Sure. Was like, uh, I can't do X-Men. I got to go do this movie. Apparently, I got to walk had, Kubrick to the grave. He had already <laughs> turned down the role of Wolverine three times. They really wanted And him. he was like, I guess I'll just do it this time. Okay. And then because Mission Impossible 2, he was like, no, nah, I'm out. Man, this and this was Hugh Jackman's career maker. Yeah. By a lot. By a ton. Went to the stratosphere. Well, basically, Russell Crowe was their first pick to replace him. Russell Crowe was like, I'm not doing it, but you should talk to my friend Hugh. There you go. Yeah. All right. Real quick, other actors who are attached to the, sure. the role of Wolverine. Mel Gibson. Dude, that would have been good. That would have been so good. That would have been something. He would have gotten a Magneto just started yelling anti-Semitic <laughs> things at him to bring him down. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, hey, sugar tits. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Eckhart, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Viggo Mortensen, I like. That's cool. Ed Norton, Bob Hoskins, Mario. How does that work? It doesn't work. It makes no sense. He's bald. He's very short, very round. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, which I still don't like, Gary Sinise, and Kiefer Sutherland. All weird options. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Good choice. Was a... Very good choice. Fate fate did its thing, and thank God it did. While we're in the sex lab... They take an x-ray of Wolverine, and we get to see it spread out like we did in Kick-Ass. And he says, ah, I look like Wolverine. That's why. Yeah. And he's got all the adamantium inside his his bones and whatnot, and you see yeah. all the metal in there. It looks awesome. How could he have possibly survived the process of them grafting his bones that way? Because he has super healing abilities. So now that we've seen it, now they now tell they us very briefly, it. which they, is fine. It, they hit it quick. But he's an experiment. But yeah. That's all it was. He's the only power to let him survive. Yeah. And we don't know how old he is because of no his idea. Abilities. They think he's older than Charles Xavier, which we don't know how old he is. We just know that's you just know that's he, it. He an old man. That's it. So we go back to Magneto's lair. Yep. And Senator Kelly's all tied up in the middle of the room, and, and all the villains are standing very far in the background around him. Yeah. Surround surrounding him, sort of. Sort of. Toad's gonna eat a bird off a tree. Oh, gross. <laughs> Toad looks like a tall Oompa Loompa with a whatever was left of the CGI budget tongue. <laughs> Why did they pick Toad? He's one of the original Brotherhood. They didn't pick Angel. That's true. They didn't pick Beast in this one. I don't know. That shouldn't mean anything. Toad is gross. Toad is... I dislike Toad as a character. I'm not a fan. You hear us, Marvel? Not a fan of Toad. Get him out of here. Disney? Speaking of Super Mario. Not a fan of Toad. (laughs) Uh, Look at you. I noticed something in this scene. A uh, little th- little callback to uh, The Incredibles. Okay. Magneto could easily get caught monologuing. Oh, absolutely. Like, so easily. He's very Shakespearean. Yeah. Of, but he's also very, like, subtle and downplaying a lot of everything he's saying. Yeah. But he's long-winded for sure. He is, but it feels like it's a down-to-earth type of long-windedness, not like a I'm going to stand on a soapbox yeah. type of thing. Yeah. 
But I also like how, I mean, calls themselves the Brotherhood of Mutants here. Right. We also learned that Senator Kelly's assistant, he's been dead for a while. Mystique's oh, yeah. been the assistant for a while. That's kind of gross and kind of cool. And I like it. Yeah. It's, I mean. Magneto starts to really unveil his plan that yeah. Professor Xavier got very wrong earlier. He's going to use this weird machine that uses science. Yeah, because God works too slowly. To as turn, he says. To turn humans into mutants. Yeah. He's level in the playing field. Yeah. They have no background on this machine whatsoever. Do they need it? No, but. It converts whatever power he has into. It turns magnets into. into mutants. Hu- <laughs> it, it turns humans into mutants via magnetism somehow. We don't know how magnets Magnets. Work. How do they work? <laughs> I don't know. But you see like this white like cloud, like a supernatural cloud come out of it. And yeah. it's engulfing the room. And then it, I mean, we don't. Just cuts into Toad's tongue's budget. Yep. That's exactly it. <laughs> But then it just goes away, and, and yeah, not, we don't think it. anything of it. That's the end of it. We're like, all right, they must Maybe. have just killed him or something. I don't know. We have no I idea. I don't know. Magneto's all sorts of screwed up at this point. He's tired, and yeah, he's, well, he's oh yeah, but he's he's not doing too good. It takes the wind out of him for sure. Yeah. So we go back to the X Mansion again. Of course, which is a lot of back We're and forth. Bing, bing, back and forth between the two layers, basically. Pretty much, and that's going to stay that way for this whole movie. Yeah. I guess Logan's going to bed. He's got a room. Gene Gray's in that room. And Gene, and he's like, where and are you sleeping? He wants to be in that Gene Gray. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he wants to mate with her. Based on, on nothing. Based on nothing. On absolutely nothing. Like, he almost choked her. Yep. And then, I don't know. Based on Fumpkin Jansen. Yeah, but then he asked he asked uh, Gene Gray what her power is. And he says, is it putting up with that guy? <laughs> Cyclops is like, we don't know anything about Cyclops. It's true. All we, all we know is that he wears sunglasses inside. And he broods. And he's very brooding. But that's it. So for his role as Cyclops, James Marston has to wear these sunglasses. And yeah. Oakley gave him a lifetime supply of sunglasses. Just, just for forever. They're just like, here, have a lifetime supply of Oakleys. Then again, they have to have that lens in them. It's that Oakley. lens is ridiculous, by the it's way. It's Oakley. So they, they last a while. So they probably gave him like three pair. And said, yeah. it's, a, it's a lifetime supply. Yeah. Don't wear them to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lose them. And it'll be a lifetime supply. You get one pair. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I hate the lenses on his sunglasses. Oh, no. They're awful. But they're it's terrible. I mean, it's it's canon. It is canon. That he has to have ruby lenses to absorb the yeah, laser. but it's still... Because red. I guess so. I guess so. Fine. If you're going to go off of that, fine. I guess. I don't know. But yeah, all we know is that Logan and Scott don't like each other for, for whatever reason. reasons. Be- just because. Yeah. And Jean Grey says I can read minds. I'm also uh, telepathic and all right. this stuff. And I can... Whatever. And then Logan says, read my mind. She says, I don't know if I want to. You'll like what you say. And then she does it, and we see the experiment. Yeah. We, we see some scary stuff. Yeah, it's really scary stuff. I was like, what's what's going on here? I'm afraid you're going to like it. She does not like it. No, and then- And, and then Scott's in the doorway. He, he brain blocks. Oh, yeah. It's not really a cock block. It's a brain block. It's a brain block. Pops on in there, says, hey. Hi. Stay away from my girl. <laughs> I know. I really girl. like this whole exchange where you're going to tell me to stay away from your girl? He's like- if I had to, she wouldn't be my girl. And you know what? That's a great line. I applaud yeah. that line. It's some real shit. I appreciate it. And then yeah. he ruins it by saying, oh, and stay away from my girl. There you go. Way to go. <laughs> you ruined it, Scott. Sure did. And I actually wrote down, why exactly do these two hate each other so much again? No idea. Is it just because it, of Jean Grey? Maybe. I don't know. I really don't know. There's nothing. Is it because it. is it because Cyclops immediately notices that Wolverine and Jean Grey have way better chemistry? Yeah. Like immediately? Yeah. Now it's nighttime. Now it's nighttime. And Logan is having some nightmares. Sure is. Do you think they were Shirtless, triggered? by the way. Shirtless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you think they were triggered by Jean Grey reading his mind because she doesn't have great control of her That's a great question. I didn't even think of that. I, powers? I mean, do you think he's had these dreams before because he- Well, he always to... wakes up screaming, so- Yeah, that's his thing. He probably has these dreams a lot. Yeah, don't wake a sleeping dog. Don't wake a sleeping Wolverine. 
Simple as that. And Rogue's going to try to wake a sleeping Wolverine. By the way, Wolverines, yeah. they're a real animal. Yes. Hugh Jackman didn't know that. He okay. Sp- he spent two weeks researching the role by watching Wolves, thinking it was a play on on that. He was like- I thought you were going to say he spent two weeks researching the role watching like Michigan football. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> no, he was like, I guess he was he was filming. He was walking a weird way, like trying to act like a wolf. Sure. And Brian Singer was like, what the hell what are, are you, you doing? doing? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm acting like a wolf. Why? Why? He's like, why not a Wolverine? He's like, because Wolverines aren't real. <laughs> and Brian Singer's like, go to a zoo, dude. <laughs> go to Ask Jeeves. And- it's 2000. Ask Jeeves <laughs> what a Wolverine is. I just thought that was funny. I like that a lot. While he's having this dream, Rogue comes in, and Rogue is going to try to wake him up a little bit. And she doesn't. She can't touch him, obviously. Right. She's like, Logan, ah, no, what do I do? Logan wakes up and stabs her just, right through the chest. Just waking up stabby. Yep. And she touches his face. Yeah. And but starts it, healing. It's so far after. Yeah. Like, she, she acts like it was an accident. No, I think this was fully intentional. There's no way it was an accident. Because I don't think she understands what her powers are. All she knows is that something happens whenever right. she touches someone, and she knows that she- Potentially killed somebody. Yeah, she knows that she hurts people so when they touch her when skin. When she touches his face, she I don't think she knows that she she's going to get the power out of it. No. Unless she's doing it as a, like, this is my last dying breath. I'm going to stare you into too. the eyes of, of Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So, I don't, that's, I, I couldn't figure out how to take that one. Uh, yeah, it was a really confusing scene to me. Either way, Logan starts calling for help. Help's going to come in the form of the whole school. All bunch of kids Everybody? show up and they're like, Rogue, what'd you do? But. Now it's daytime. Again, this movie moves fast. It does. It really does. It's a quick hour 40. Yeah. It's a real quick hour 40. Yeah. And then Xavier goes ahead and explains again what everybody's power is. It's like an icebreaker without an ice man. Yeah. Just everyone sit in a circle. <laughs> Let's break this all down. Let's go around. Cyclops, what's Two your, truths what's and your a power? <laughs> Two truths and a lie. <laughs> Two truths and a lie. I uh, heal really fast. I have a metal skeleton and I'm a really pleasant person. <laughs> Thank you, Logan. All right, Cyclops, <laughs> what do you got? I like motorcycles. I wear Oakley sunglasses, and me I and Jean a... Grey look each other in the eyes when we when we have when we have intercourse. <laughs> oh, that that is a lie. That would be it. Correct. <laughs> lie detector test determined. That was a lie. So Rogue temporarily borrowed your power and absorbed your life force, which is not a thing. And that's how she healed herself and almost killed Logan. Bam. Yep. Cut two. Magnet's deets. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Senator Kelly's in jail. He's in jail. In, in Magneto He's jail. in some sort of cell inside the lair of the Brotherhood. And now he's all like amorphous. He's squishy. He's like, he just squeezes through these bars. He's like, like a nothing. stress ball. He's figuring out. <laughs> he's like a stress ball that you squeeze too far. Yeah. That you see what's inside of it. Yeah. He's real gross looking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's real gross looking. And Bruce Davison acted the hell out of this. He absolutely did. Yeah. Did, did a magnificent job. And he uh, he kind of escapes through the bars of his cell. Just pops on through. But then on the other side of that was a cliff. A cliff. Giant ass cliff. Just a cliff. And he was going to come in and just separates the bars with his magnet power. Yeah. Which is. And he's with Sabretooth because cool he always powers. is. He's got his dog with him. He does that that uh, that metal bridge as he walks. Which is very cool. Which is so cool. Yeah. Also took a lot of money out of the budget for Toad's Tongue. Toad's Tongue? Yeah. Yeah. They really cut into that thing. <laughs> And uh, Sabretooth goes to pull the senator, senator up. Doesn't work. And, uh, <laughs> oh, this guy is real slippery. He's a slippery boy. And he yep. he fell into the drink. Yeah. Just fell right down into that ocean. And yep. then Magneto's all pissed off about it. Oh, yeah. he's, he's very pleased happy. at first. He's very yeah. pleased at first that Senator Kelly's a mutant. Yeah. 
He's like, oh, it worked. He's like, yeah, cool. You're, you're one of ours now, aren't you? And then he uh, he leaves Sabretooth in the cell as he walks away. Yeah, which was a neat little touch. It's fun. And Sabretooth does that growly thing for reasons. Yeah, he goes, rawr. Think he watched like wolves to prepare for this role as Sabretooth? No, tigers. <laughs> no, lions, because Sabretooth aren't tigers real. aren't real. <laughs> and then uh, I guess Senator Kelly swims to shore. Yeah, because you see this kid playing with this jellyfish on the beach. Oh, yeah, like, just abusing it. And for his sister's reason, like, reasons again, I'm telling it. mom. Stop <laughs> it. Mom would be like, I don't care. Yeah, naked Senator Kelly's just going to walk himself on shore. Hey, man, if you see a naked Bruce Davison walk his way on shore. Especially if he has no ass crack. Ass crackless. He's an ass crackless. All right. <laughs> squishy boy. All right. Slippery squishy boy with no ass crack. Constipated, not by choice. Because of mutants. Because yeah. of mutants. Because of mutants. That's exactly My it. power is I can't poop anymore. Yeah, but one of those other powers should be. What's that? Seeing a Stanley. Stanley is selling some hot dogs. Sure on the is beach. a hot dog vendor. This is his first feature length film cameo. Yes, it is. Oh, I love that. Twenty lineless years ago. cameo. Right. Because he standing in, there. He popped into the mall rats. Agape. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. This is his first Marvel cameo. Yeah. In a feature length film, he was in a, a TV film Hulk. Okay. Hulk has to go to court or something. I don't know. Hulk goes to court. <laughs> Hulk goes to court. He's represented, of course, by Daredevil, who's probably a way better lawyer than he is, <laughs> is in the movie. I can't even imagine a Hulk in court. Yeah, I don't know. It, how do you even sound like, I believe it was like about, Lou Ferrigno? I think it was like sexual assault charges. I did not touch her. I did not Which, touch her. I mean, Judge, acquit the case. Singer. Gavel, smash. But anyway, we got a Stanley. You think this stand got snapped? This stand? Yeah, this no. one. Hot dog stand. No. I think he might have. Why? I don't know. Hot dog stand? Yeah. No. No? No. He's he's just he's just still living hot in the dog world, man on the beach. Just being just, a hot dog yeah, that's it. vendor. I think he's safe. I don't know. I feel like his reaction to Senator Kelly walking by just screamed, Oh, I'm gonna get snapped someday. Someday. <laughs> someday I'm gonna get snapped. Looking around going, half of these people aren't gonna be here soon. Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a little TV on his hot dog stand. And What's it's, on it? It's running a story about the UN Okay. Summit. I guess that's happening on Ellis Island. Right. All the world's leaders. On Ellis Island. On Ellis Island. That works. So then we go to the X-Mansion. Of course. Because we haven't been there in a scene. No. And Iceman Rogue. Iceman They're going to chat it up on a Bobby, bench. Bobby's like, Rogue, you're in trouble. Dude, people are pissed at you. They're terrified no. of you. You're not supposed to use powers against other mutants Professor here. Professor X is mad as hell. He's got some icy breath. He's got icy breath. After she leaves, his eyes are going to glow. That's not nice. That's not that's not Bobby. No, that's Mystique. How did she make her breath so cold? I don't know. Does she? I don't. I don't know too much. I don't about think Mystique. she mimics powers, but she must because she mimics Wolverine's claws later in the movie. Yeah, but then they get chopped off. They get chopped off. Mm. So maybe not. I don't know how she. Did that's it. just appearance. Maybe it was a cold day in Westchester in the summer. Yes, While kids were at the beach. Yes. Yeah, maybe it was. And how the hell does she know who Iceman was? I don't know. Does she? And to... how did she know there's a prior relationship between Bobby and Rogue? Oh, Mystique's actual power is assumption. Okay. Yeah. She just assumes that things, makes sense. and she's right a lot of the time. Yeah. Very sometimes, lucky. Sometimes she she assumes. What's that one Flash villain who's just has luck? I bet she shares something with Mystique. Yeah. Yeah. Or Domino. There you go. Staying Marvel Universe. Yeah. We could have done that too. You're right. <laughs> My power is luck. That's not a power. But yeah, uh, the power of assumptions. Sometimes she's assuming the image of other people, and sometimes she's just and making the powers wild and the assumptions. Status. Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay. Either way, Rogue's gone. We Rogue love Rogue's gone. gone. Yeah, Logan bursts in the room. He's like, "Where's Rogue? Where's Rogue? <laughs> Where's Rogue? Where's Rogue?" 
And Professor X, being a psychic and shit, just goes, uh, oh, she's gone. <laughs> How are we going to find Rogue? Where's Rogue? <laughs> so we go off to Cerebro, because Cerebro can find Rogue. Yeah. Cerebro's just the device that amplifies his, his psychic abilities. Exactly. Something, something, something. Magneto finds a way to hide from Cerebro. That's exactly it. Yep. Another exposition dump. That doesn't and we find out she's at the train station, yep. which is the first place I would look for a runaway, is the it's nearby train station. Way up there. I probably wouldn't waste the time going to Cerebro. I'd be like, no. hey, you guys go check the train station. We'll go to Cerebro and make <laughs> We're sure go that's where she else. is. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, but we can't let Logan go. Promise. Because 48 hours. And Magneto's looking for him. Yeah. And if, it's going to put him at risk if we let him go out there yep. and find Rogue. But Wolverine said it's going to just steal Cyclops' motorcycle. Yep. That's exactly what he's going to do. Yep. And we get to the train station and Logan finds Rogue real quick. Just right walks there. right just up walks to her. On a train. She's sitting on a train. He, yep. he guessed the car. Guess sat that. down next I would to ass- her. I would assume that this was Mystique. Right. Because a lot of bold assumptions here. Because a lot of bold <laughs> assumptions. He finds her real quick. Storm and Cyclops don't. Let's yeah. go back to the X-Mansion because we haven't been there <laughs> in a scene. Mystique is still slinking around his Bobby. This X-Mansion's a lot like the like a Ben Urich. It is. Thing. It's, it's an every. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there. You know it's there. It's like, oh, we haven't been to the X-Mansion in a while. It's been what? Five minutes? We better, we better go check in. <laughs> we got to get back. Just to make sure. Is it still there? It's still there. Okay. And then she assumes the identity of Professor X to get into Cerebro. Briefly. Briefly. For a hot second. Just her face. Yep. Just for a second. Just to see how it looks. Yeah, that's exactly it. And uh, she's fucking with Cerebro in a way that you're not really sure she fuck with what she does. No, she puts a green liquid in. It's probably bad. Whenever liquid changes color in a movie, you <laughs> know it's bad. bad. It's literally what I've written. When things aren't the color that they're supposed to when be. some liquid changes it's color. It's bad. No, it's, <laughs> it's bad. It's not what you want. Back to the train station. Of course. What I found interesting is that Rogue and Logan are a weird team. Very. It seems like they feel like they're on their own team versus everyone else. Yeah. But it's understood that they're together. Well, they're the outcasts slash new kids at the mansion. Yeah. But I like how Rogue says that she kissed a boy and he was in a coma for three weeks. Don't know if she knows that. Well, But she, I might know if she knows that because she says... That she could still feel him inside her head. Okay. So I wonder if she has some sort of ability to feel what the other person's feeling. And maybe she's going to have that with Logan. She says, I can well. feel you there too. Yeah. So. So. It's just, I, I can't figure out what whereas her powers are. Mystique is just assuming Rogue can feel it. Yeah. Deep in her soul. Some of these villains and some of these heroes are just strange with their powers. Very. It's, it's one of those where you have your ability. Cyclops' power, his Mutant, it's just his yeah, eyes. Laser eyes. eyes. Boom. Simple as that. Laser eyes. Storm. She's a weather, weather. weather girl. I got I do Simple weather as stuff. that. Sabretooth is a he's a big cat. A cat. A toad's <laughs> got a it's got a tongue. A toad is a he's literally a toad. <laughs> That's exactly. That's it. His, that, he's an Oompa Loompa with a CGI Magneto tongue. Magnets. Wolverine, it seems like we're just keep growing powers here. Yeah. And Rogue, it feels like we're never getting to the bottom of them. Rogue, it's like Hey, Stan, we need another superpower. I don't know. Make her steal other people's powers and other stuff, I think. Maybe. I don't know. What's her power? I can't talk. I can't talk. I can't figure out powers right now. I'm watching Bride of Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It just seems like it seems strange that it's just a grow your own power at this point. Where when it's convenient to the plot and convenient to the story, we're going to give them a new power. I kill people when I touch them, but also I absorb their power for a second. But also I keep them with me forever inside my head. Yeah, You know what I would compare it to? It feels a lot like a Batmobile. These powers. Yeah. Just whatever you need it to do. Whatever you need to do. And not even that. It's in between like Batman and Batman Returns. That Batmobile can now all of a sudden do a hell of a lot more mm. than it used to be able to do. But it's the same car. 
still but the same. But it keeps it fresh. But better. So I feel like a lot of these powers are things to keep it fresh. Okay. To keep you kind of guessing and I being can see like, that. oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's a new thing. They could just introduce new mutants to do well, it's that, also, though. They could do that, and they will do that, but they they're not going to do it right will. here. The scope here is pretty narrow. Not here. For having a lot of characters, it's pretty narrow. Yeah. So Logan basically convinces Rogue to go back just in time for the train to leave. Oh, too late. Oh, it's I guess we gotta, away. we got to wait Let's for wait it to Let's wait here. Oh, God damn it. Things are magnetic things, and steel is moving. We're, we're boned. Uh, Hugh Jackman was told that Magneto would tear open the train car. Okay. He thought that just meant, like, ripping the door off. So when these hydraulics start pulling apart the train car, Wolverine's reaction of shock is real. Cool. I like it. Because he had no idea yeah. all that was going to happen. At the same time, Sabretooth is showing up. He's going to mess with Storm. Yep. He wants to hear her scream. Correct. Says it. Thanks, Bobby Singer slash Mark Steven Johnson. Brian whoever. Singer. Bre- yeah. What am I saying? I don't know. Oi. It's my own name. You think I'd remember you it. You think so. You would think of all the names. Let's get back to it, Bobby. Toad. <laughs> Toad is going to lick Cyclops' visor off with his poorly yeah, cgi tongue. His laser eyes make a giant hole in the ceiling. Naturally. Close your eyes. Close your eyes, dude. Close your eyes, man. What are you doing? I mean, I know if somebody were to knock my glasses off, eyes. I could, I could close my closed. eyes real quick. Instantly. I know that about myself. I'm real good at closing my <laughs> eyes so fast. But anyway, conveniently, the roof is ripped off, so now Storm can use some sweet weather powers yep. against Sabretooth. Yeah. I don't know. Magneto also knows exactly where Rogue and Logan are because he's got the same intuition. Yeah, and he knows that. I mean, Wolverine shoots those claws out. Right. And then Magneto is now wow. full control over That Wolverine. remarkable metal doesn't run through your entire body, does it? What a cool discovery. Oh, it's great. And then he abuses that. Yeah, he could totally That's just so use cool. him as a puppet. That is so cool. Which is neat. Like, he was so pleased when he learned that, like, this is a metal boy, isn't it? Oh, fun. All right. All right. <laughs> well, I'll come back to you. But we find out that that's not the reason he's there. He's after Rogue. He's been after Rogue this whole, the whole time. time. Plot twist. It was a neat one. It was. I like it. I mean, I have known this plot twist for 20 years, and I was still like, oh, yeah. I feel like this is the X-Men that I've seen the least. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I actually had forgotten most of the plot I've of this movie. forgotten so many of the X-Men plots yeah. that I was like, is this the one with Statue of Liberty or is this the one with... Yeah. Yeah. With a nighttime fight scene? That one? Yeah, that one. <laughs> All of them. Either way, Rose going to try to run away and then she gets a, a magnet knife in the neck. Yeah. Was or, it a knife what, or, or did she or just get a trank? trank? I think she just got tranked. Whatever it was. It got her. The brother's going to uh, leave the station. Yep. Toad's, Toad's got Rogue over the shoulder. Cops out there. A lot of cop cars. A, lot, a whole lot of cops. But the uh, thing about cops is they use a lot of metal. Yeah, and Magneto's just going to pick up those cop cars and flip oh. them on over, and he makes a cop car sandwich. Cop car sandwich. If you put ice cream in the middle of it, it'd be a cop car ice cream sandwich. Done. Benjamin and Gerald would love that. They sure would. <laughs> I just like ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Then he takes the guns from the police and turns them yeah. on the police. Metal guns. <laughs> and it's terrifying. But I also like how Sabretooth grabs Magneto by the throat and says, yes. that's enough. And at first I'm like, oh, Sabretooth's got a conscience. Nope. Nope. Turns out it's Charles Xavier. It's Charles. From a car. He's kind of taken over Sabretooth. I think he's taken over Toad, too. You think so? He somehow managed to get both, because Toad also kind of changes demeanor. Okay. I mean, he doesn't do anything. No, I just feel like Toad doesn't do much in this I movie. I mean, though. I feel like Toad's just yeah. real, real easy to just, oh, I'm going to take over Sabretooth. I might as well just do Toad while I'm at it All since right. he's there and doesn't really have a strong will. I guess so. <laughs> Magneto's going to call Charles Xavier's bluff. Oh, big and time. And he fires that gun at the cop. Yes. And the bullet is in his forehead just spinning. spinning. Just spinning, not letting it go all the way in. Oh, just man. Just letting him feel it there, though. 
That is creepy. And then he's like, I don't know if I could stop all these bullets, Charles. He's such a good villain. Uh, and you know he could because he's an Omega-level X-Men. I mean, he's fucking Time out. mutant. This is an obvious one. It's a KP nominee oh, for best villain. That's it's a solid. It's Magneto. Solid nomination. Yeah. It just feels right. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Hey, while we're making nominations, I got a potty nom. Okay. For the Mark Steven Johnson Award. Oh, Jesus. Go ahead. Bride Singer. Done. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Weirdly enough, Mark Steven Johnson not nominated for his own award. Yeah. Just by name. Just the name only. Yeah. Well, his character, some of his characters are. Yes. Correct. I'm a little nervous right now because we haven't been to the X-Mansion in about a few minutes. Well, we'll get there as soon as Mystique lands this, hel- this helicopter. That's right. She takes the helicopter. And they get again. away again. They get to the chopper again. They get to the chopper. And Magneto, Sabretooth, Toad, and Rogue are gone. But you're right. We haven't been to the expansion in a hot minute. So we're back to the mansion. Magneto's helmet blocks Charles' telepathy, so he didn't know Rogue was the target. Professor Xavier is so good at explaining things. Yeah. He's just just real good at that. But Logan's all pissed off because he was wrong. Right. About the entire plot of this movie. He was wrong. He's like, hey, man, you told me one thing. I'm out of here. He didn't say that. He said, there's a war coming. Are you sure you're on the right side? Right. But I he was like also... He's kind of... I don't know if he's a goon for hire. That's why I kind of took that line of like... Or if he's trying to make sure that Professor Xavier's sure about what side he wants to be on. Right. But he said it to Storm. I thought he said it to Xavier. No. This was after he stormed off from Xavier. Okay. He was going to look for Rogue. And Storm was like, hey, here's my only line of the damn movie. <laughs> and he was like, are you sure you're on the right side? It's not our only line. <laughs> it's not. Coming up. It's coming up. <laughs> Storm, portrayed by Halle Berry. Right. And Senator Kelly's going to show up at the door. Yeah. I guess he walked to Westchester I from guess the so, beach. But he asked for Jean Grey. Does he know that Jean Grey works here? Because Charles Xavier had to introduce himself That's true. to Senator Kelly. So how does he know that Jean Grey works here? Is it? It's not a school for mutant children. It's a school for gifted children. Right. But I think he knows she teaches there. So she's teaching other mutants. So it's an understood thing. So then you would think that there'd be picket lines outside this at all times. I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. Hmm. Plot hole. It's my superpower. Yeah. Well, there it is. I was afraid that if I went to the hospital, they'd treat you like a mutant. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. Yeah, he's just going to lay on that table. He's, yeah. He's fucked. And, and Charles yeah. is like, well, guess what? I can go into your mind and find Magneto real easy. Does it? And guess what? Does it? He can stand up. In other people's minds. I thought that was crazy. That was that actually like took me aback for a I second. Was like, oh, I was like, stood up. What happened? He's an upright man now. I was like, oh, right. He's in somebody He's not- else's head. Yep, that's exactly it. I feel like I would spend a lot of time in other people's heads just so I just could walk so, around. Stretch those legs. Stretch the legs, you know? <laughs> oh, it feels good. Uh, crack of the knee, you know? Yeah. And we see Magneto in that that uh, flashback. I guess it's a flashback. Yeah, sort of. It's within Senator Kelly's head. It's a flashback. It's a flashback. Magneto goes up to Senator Kelly and says, welcome to the future, brother. Brother. Cool. Oh. We find out that Senator Kelly's body is rejecting the mutation. Yes. I didn't realize that they could do that. Well, I mean, it makes sense. He wasn't naturally a mutant. Sure. So the DNA is all like, this isn't how we're supposed to be. I this assume. does not compute. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I guess, I don't know. It feels kind of funky just from knowing Marvel and knowing Marvel characters. Yeah. yeah. Where Spider bites Peter Parker. That sticks. Sticks. Well, hard. maybe, you know what it is. You look Sandman. It's magnets. That sticks hard, too. It's magnets, magnets again. <laughs> Don't know how they work. I guess so. What in doubt? Magnets. Magnets. 
So human bodies reject the mutation, and Senator Kelly here kind of turns into Puddle Man. Yeah. He uh he Alex Max. <laughs> Except he doesn't do it on purpose. And this is he looks real gross. Yeah. Yeah, just, this is with Storm, right? Yeah, with Storm. Yeah. It's real gross. It's not great. And uh again, just cutting into that budget for Toad's tongue. Yeah. And while this is happening. This looks amazing. Oh, it looks very well done. Very, very Especially good. when you consider it was 19 years ago. Yeah, pretty wild, right? Wow. This is only seven years post-Jurassic Park. Yeah. Just think of that. Clever girl. Ha-ha. <laughs> While this is happening in the other room, we learn that the machine drew its power for Magneto and it nearly killed him. That's right. what Charles Xavier saw. Wolverine figures out that he's going to transfer his power to, to Rogue, Rogue and use her to power the machine. Makes sense. It's clever. How does he know what the power that he needs rogue? I don't know. I don't know. But transforming machine thing. And I don't know. Yeah. Like they met up with her in Canada to take her. Yeah. Which means they knew what her powers were early. Earlier than that. I don't know how it works. I don't, I don't know, know how, how it works. works either. And okay. Storm storms in. Okay. <laughs> because Senator Kelly just turned into a puddle on her watch. Yep. And what is that accent? She's trying to do Nigerian. Is she? I think so. I mean, her character's name is Aurora Monroe. Rolls off the tongue. Aurora Monroe? <laughs> I feel like I have Sounds like sounds that Sabretooth makes. <laughs> it sounds like like you're trying to say anything underwater. Yep. With an egg in your mouth. Aurora Monroe. Aurora Monroe. So anyway, she has she has a line again there. I don't know what it was, but it was sounded weird because she used that accent. She says that he's dead. That yeah. was it. He's dead. So since Storm stormed in and said, row, 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 they decide we got to go on a mission. We got to go on a mission. We know where he's going to be. We know what's going on. It's Statue of Liberty, Liberty Island. Cyclops gets all pissy that Wolverine's going to come along. Wait, this guy's coming? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Suck it up. Keep your glasses on, hotshot. We'll even follow. I didn't put a I didn't put a skylight in the train station, oh, as good. Wolverine says. Uh, they go to Cerebro to kind of figure out what's going such on. such a wise Professor ass. X is going to slap that, that headset on there. Sure. But it's got the green liquid. It's, it's not got, supposed to have the green liquid. It's got liquid, the wrong colored Cerebro juice. That's you can't. <laughs> you can't just turn on Cerebro. He's got the wrong colored juice. Yeah. So, so I guess backfires. What's really neat is that all you need to do to fix the juice color is take off that little thingy again. Yep. And Jean Grey figured that out real quick. Yeah. It's kind of like a soda stream, isn't it? That's exactly what it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> or like the the bombs in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Right. Once the colors mix. That's it. Get out of there. Forget it. What I found interesting was that Jean Grey was acting very funny when she changed the color of this back. Yeah. I thought this was, was Mystique. You did. I did. Mystique again. Yeah, it's really tricky because she's portrayed so many people at this point. Right. That it she really keeps anyone. you on edge. Yeah. Just she's like, like a... is that her? Is that her? Is that her? I don't know. What to... It's nice. Who do I trust? So she fixes it, and then she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to serene, bro. <laughs> Cyclops going to see her at a distance, going to try to run after her. No. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. No, he's not fast enough. I feel like enough. he should have winged her with his eyeballs. Just winged, to stop her. Right? Just, just give her a quick little zap. Like you're just, just quick. Yeah, she doesn't know what she's doing with this thing. She puts it on. She collapses. Just like. But she finds Magneto. But she does find Magneto. So that's good. So, you know, it worked a little bit. She can kind of cerebro. It worked a little bit. She can kind of cerebro. I like it a lot. UN Summit is starting. That's on Ellis Island. World leaders are. But these fellows are going to go to Liberty. Pouring in. And... There's bridges on islands here that bridges don't exist on. Eh, well, you Did know. Did you notice that in the, in the I didn't wide shot? Particularly, but. They're there. It's weird. That they would add it's weird. bridges. That is weird. Now like that it. I'm thinking about it, that's real fucking weird. Why yep. would you add bridges that don't exist? Yep. You get that very cool. Just so you can fly under them? I guess so. I don't but know. they don't even do that. They Either way, the, the Brotherhood of Mutants is going to get to Liberty Island. Yes. To set up the machine. 
in the torch of the Statue of Liberty without taking apart the torch of the Statue of Liberty. Just build it within it. Just, I don't know how any of this works. I, I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, he's assembling his, his nonsense. Yeah. I really like how Magneto's looking up at Lady Liberty. And he says, I first saw her in 1949. It was supposed to be the land of tolerance and peace. He's still driving this home. Yeah. He's still he's not, not wrong. wrong. <laughs> that's, what, that's the crazy part about it. But basically what it comes down to is his plan is to turn the world leaders into mutants. Correct. So Because they're the ones who make policy. So if they're right. like him, it'll be to the mutants' benefit. Correct. Which is kind of a brilliant plan, if not totally misguided. That's exactly it. Which is what makes him a great villain. Yeah, or they could just really try to get a mutant elected. Right. A blue one. You could just do it suit. the right way. Eventually. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer could voice them. It would mm. sound great. It would be. Oh, he. you know what? He would make a really good beast. I think so. Hmm. Yeah. They should look into that. You're welcome, X-Men. You're welcome. Sometime in the distant future of the past. That's exactly it. <laughs> hey, we haven't been to the X-Mansion in like two scenes. Can we Can we do that? Can we go there? For the last No, it's not the last time. Let's get there. Let's okay. just get, get right. back to Let's the just... XHQ. They have one of those pin things that we talked about last week where you put your hand and your face in. They this... have a map of it. It's How cool is that? It's very cool, very inconvenient. You can't tell things. And And you know what? It's really cutting into the budget for Toad's tongue. Yep. Once again. So yeah, they're they're gonna take off and and head to. They're the... going from Westchester, and they they make a statement that we're gonna fly underneath the George Washington Bridge right. for reasons. Yeah, well, I you don't... gotta take the roundabout way. I guess so. Well, it's a straight shot if you go that way. But why why are you flying over the water for so long? What's the point of making this comment? I guess for added realism. So we're gonna fly. This there. is well, New don't York. Forget about bridges. <laughs> I don't know. Do we really have to wear these suits? What would you prefer? Yellow spandex? That's a fun line. It is fun. It was forced, I, but it was fun. It was very forced, but I did I like, like it, it a lot. I, and you know what? Yes, Scott, give me comic accurate costumes. Not even that. Give me comic relief. That's true. And I feel like these two finally, like, it's a forced chemistry, but this is, feels a lot more like the comic does. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. How they're starting to really get they're that. Like, they're like a team. That. Strange, huh? Yeah. The uh, actor's leather costumes were so stiff that for a lot of takes... Nobody could actually, there's this two foot wall that happens that, that's in a scene, I think, when they get to Liberty Island and they can't physically get over the wall. It's a two foot wall, but the suits are so stiff, they couldn't do it. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Which is fun. Yellow spandex would have so, yeah, solved that problem real fast. Yellow spandex would have been much more practical. So the X-Men are coming to Liberty Island. The kids yeah. in the school are amazed when this jet takes off, which makes me think they don't go on too many missions. No, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Very strange. Hmm. They're like, whoa, a plane. Yeah. Grownups are gone, though. Oh. Got a big house yourself. Well, the, well, the cats are away. Yeah. The mice will play. That's exactly it. Mutant mice. Mutant mice. Storm's going to give them weather. She's going to do her thing. <laughs> She's hey, going to use need, her power. We need weather cover. <laughs> I can do that. I'm they should here have come up with movie. any other character other than Storm in this, I feel like, because she's doing nothing except I being Halle like Berry. They could have given so much more to Storm. Yeah. She does nothing in this movie. And she's such an important character in the comics and the yeah. TV show, because I'm not going to hide it. Basically, all I know about X-Men is from the 90s TV show. That's totally fair. Which I don't remember Cyclops being such a dick in the TV he's show. He's a big time but... dick in the comics. He'll stick sense. in the mud. Okay. Magneto somehow knows that they're on their way because there's weather. Yeah, that's a big, pretty oh, must, big sign. Must be storm. That's a pretty big sign. Yeah. So you take all this time to fly like the roundabout way so you can sneak in and then you just weather it up. It's like, yeah, let's reveal our location by having this cloud of weather around us. Yeah. Surprise, we're here. They get to Liberty Island. They go through the museum thing. Magneto's like, Sabretooth, you stay up here with me because I'm going to be weak when I take yep. 
I give him my powers. My to dog Rogue. needs his dog. But you two, get down there. Yep. Mystique's going to disguise herself as a miniature Statue of Liberty. Yeah. I That's didn't know she neat. could do that. I didn't know that either. I just assumed people that she could only do people. Yeah, not statues. But she can assume statues, too. I like how somewhere in here, Logan also gives Cyclops the middle finger with the claw. Yes. That's, that's pretty neat. That is neat. I like that that's a lot. Fun. And then Mystique is going to unstatue Liberty herself, yeah, and be- she's going to Wolverine herself. Because Wolverine can smell that there's somebody here. Yeah. He can't he find knows. her, but there's somebody here. And it turns out that he smelled himself, sort of. He, he didn't smell himself. He smelled something else, turned out to be him, that's there. And Right. Wolverine versus Wolverine. Mirror match. Yeah, it's pretty cool. To celebrate her last day on set, Rebecca Romaine Stamus brought in a bottle of tequila, which she gave her fellow cast and crew during a break in filming. Unfortunately, that day she happened to be filming the Wolverine and Mystique fight scene, and she threw up blue-colored vomit all over Hugh Jackman. I like that a lot. That's a lot of fun. That's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, but that's, what does that say about the chemicals they were using on her? That her vomit was blue. Blue? That's probably a problem. That's unhealthy. Yeah, you don't want that. Ugh. Oh, yeah, Toad is here, too. Toad's going to Toad. It's real gross. He's seriously- It's real gross at all the times. worst. He doesn't do anything except lick things. Oh, that's his power. That's it. Licking stuff and hawking loogies. Yep. He hawks a loogie right in a Jean Grey. Right in Jean Grey's face. And And apparently that's all it takes to get her out of commission. Yeah. She can move stuff with her mind, but she can't wipe a loogie off her face. Yeah. You could just sit there, put those hands up there, and just just, pop it off with your brain. Instead, she's choking to death because it's covering her nose and her mouth, and it lasts five minutes. Too long. Probably. Something like that. Scott's blowing off doors with his laser eyes. Storm's being just useless. Just... She's indoors. Yeah, she's like, I don't know what to do. She's an outdoor cat. She I can't actually be have this. written down, Storm is off doing something. Yeah. There's four of them. Yeah. Why can't they take out these two minions? I don't know. One of them just has a tongue. One of them's a tongue. I know a guy who has claws who could just swipe that bad boy off. And one of them is just a lady who looks like everybody else, but does a lot of kicking. Yeah. Foot fighters. That's exactly it. <laughs> Storm finally decides to do something after getting her ass kicked once. She rises up in this elevator. Yep. And it looks awesome. It really does. She's got all the lightning going on around her. She's got the cloudy eyes. Oh, yeah. And Toad's downstairs with his tongue just looking awful because that's where the budget's going. Yeah. Yeah, but they're shooting this. Well, she's shooting like wind at him, and he's grabbing onto this railing by his tongue. And here's her line. Here's her line. Do you know what happens to a toad that's struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. That's it. It was originally intended, because this is a holdover from Joss Whedon's script. Okay. That uh, one of the only two lines that made it through. This was one of them? This was one Why? of them. And it was supposed to be a joke line. Like as in, she says, know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? And then she was supposed to zap him and go, same thing that happens to everything else. Better. Yeah. Better. But for some reason, Halle Berry insisted on saying it in a serious tone. She would not do a take where she said it jokingly. Why? It's so odd. I don't know. It's supposed to be like, eh, same thing that happens to everything else. Uh, okay, fine. Which, better, barely, but better. Yeah. Wolverine ends up sniffing out Mystique. She's disguised as Storm now. Yeah. That's pretty neat. And he stabs her right through the chest. Right through the Yeah. Yeah. So you're, not even a question. you're not one of us. Clink. Yeah. And, and then yeah. since the X-Men have been separated now for a few minutes, yeah. they have to dramatically get back together. Wolverine says, oh, no, it's me. To which Cyclops says, prove it. <laughs> Wolverine goes, you're a dick. <laughs> that was the other line that was held over from Joss Whedon's script. That's the one they should have kept. You're a That's dick. perfect. <laughs> and all Cyclops says is, Yep, okay. That's it. <laughs> that reminded me of Kick-Ass. Yeah. A bazooka? Okay. okay. Sure. <laughs> so they get where they need to be. That's how I 
observed it. No, they get where they need to be, and then they get strapped to the wall by metal because Magneto's there. Yeah. Still. So you're hey, a giant metal sculpture here. Welcome you're gonna get caught. to Metal Town. I'm the metal, metal mayor. The metal I'm going to metal you to the wall. <laughs> Metalsome. Done. He's meddling. Ah. <laughs> Metalsome, yeah. Yeah, but he, he meddles them to the wall. He catches them all. Yeah. He wants to make sure that Wolverine's He catches claws... them all. <laughs> he wants to make sure Wolverine's claws are pointing in a different direction, so he points them. Right at himself. At himself. Oh, right in a Wolverine's smart, chest. Smart. He's That's used in the old noodle. Yeah. And he arranges Scott so he's looking directly at Gene and then removes the visor and says, make sure you keep your eyes closed or you kill your fiance. Yeah. He's thinking ahead. Yeah. Every bit of this, he's thinking ahead. Uh, Magneto is- Good villain. He's a good villain. He's a very good villain. Oh, and Storm. Storm can't really use her powers because they're inside a giant metal. Yeah. It's going to zap everybody. <laughs> this is Storm here. So there's a cold front moving in from the east that I'm just going to wait for. I'm going to wait for it. Gonna, yeah. It's probably going to hit sometime between 2 and 3 a.m. Al Roker told me so this morning when I watched it. <laughs> I usually keep the Roker report ready to go on my phone. I don't know. She sucks in this movie. Yeah. I like how Wolverine kind of goads Magneto and says, if you're so righteous, you'd be up there with Rogue. Yeah. And then he goes up there. And he's, yeah. He's like, yeah, you're fucking right. He's like, you're if, right too. If by you the were way. so righteous, yeah. you'd be on the machine instead of her. She's still going to be on the machine. Yeah. But. Well, he has to go up there to give her his power anyway. Yeah. So that's part but of the plan. It's like, it is. But, but before he goes, Gene's like, Senator Kelly died. Your plan's not going to work. And he's like, I'm going to do it anyway. What I found really interesting about that exchange was that Magneto asked Storm. Storm. Yeah. Because it was Storm that actually said that Senator Kelly died. And Magneto asks if she's sure she saw what she saw. Oh. That made me think, like, is Senator Kelly coming back? Is he not dead? Is he just a puddle boy now? <gasps> oh. Did he Alex Is he Mack? Hydro Man? I don't know, but it was just—it was such a weird like thing of like hinting that maybe he's not there. Maybe he just doesn't have control oh. over his his water powers. <laughs> maybe I don't know, but Logan figures out a way to solve the situation. Yeah, by stabbing himself in the through the chest with his adamantium claws, and somehow that releases you yep. from your from your a wall metal bindings. Don't know how. Doesn't matter. He lands on that ground. He plays dead. Sabretooth's going to come up. He stabs Sabretooth real hard in that chest, and then they're yeah, going to fight on top of the, the head of the Statue of Liberty. This uh, Statue of Liberty head is actually one and a half times the size of the real one. I feel it kind of have to be for them to be able to, to move, maneuver and around, do things. And, and fight. And yeah. There's this really cool shot during their fight where Wolverine kind of swings around one of the horns yeah. of, of the crown. So cool. And uh, I don't know. I don't think I understand the physics on how that would work, but it looked really neat. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind. It looked real cool. So this machine's going. It breaks open the, the torch. Yep. The machine's just in there now, I guess. It's just the bottom Magneto's part of giving the, torch. the powers, and it's it's killing him, clearly. Oh, yeah. Sabretooth throws Wolverine off the top of the sure. Statue of Liberty, and he catches himself with the claws, but Sabretooth doesn't know that. He thinks he just killed Wolverine. Yeah. So he jumps down. Fun fact, in this scene, Hugh Jackman got his balls all caught up in the harness. Oh, okay. While he was dangling during the stunt. Hugh Jackman's having a real tough movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For- not being that had to hurt almost not being in this movie he's getting puked on and his balls ripped around and, yeah jeez but then he jumps down into the head yeah where Sabretooth is surprise i'm still here you drop something he's got scott's visor, visor. he's got gene cyclops gonna, visor and gene he's Gray's like gene psychic that bad boy over there and he he sends it over and it's at the right angle so scott can open his eyes yep and pow blast Sabretooth to hell boom right out the the statue of liberty he's, he's all dead now he sure is Wolverine says he's going to go up and, and stop Magneto. Yeah. He wants to get up there. Yeah. So he's like, Storm, tornado me up. Tornado me up. And Jean Grey. Jean, steady me. And Scott, be on standby. Just watch. Watch what a real man does. And, and uh, if things well, go awry, blow the whole thing blow up, it up, I guess. Scott's like, all right. 
Okay. No, it seems like a good plan. Yeah. They're kind of working as a team. Yeah. After being, they used teamwork to defeat Sabretooth and now to get up to where Rogue is. Yeah, they is. better work fast because that weird supernatural white oh, fog yeah. mutant the stuff white, is spreading. The white magnet cloud. And it's getting is... to Ellis Island where all these leaders are. And they think it's part of this fireworks show, I guess, that's going on at yeah, first. Yeah, at first. And then I think but they realized it gets ominously close, and they're we like, "We got a problem." Oh, I don't. We got a problem. I don't think it's supposed to happen. No. As Wolverine's up there, he's just about to slash that machine when uh, Magneto gets up there, and Magneto says, has just enough power. I got you. I got you. And he catches Wolverine as he's slashing. Yeah. Cyclops. Spreading those claws yeah. out. That's Cyclops got to take the shot. He's got to. I mean, Magneto. Just but at the him. same time, Gene's like, "Don't take it yet. Don't take it." He's like, "I'm taking it." Yeah. So teamwork. I think so. I don't know. I do think so. Well, I mean. Because he recognized that he had to do it. And I think Jean was playing here with emotions. Oh, yeah, because she's got the hots for Wolvie. Shirts off all the time. Shirts off. Mm. Yeah. Rogue's hair it's, changes color. You know what? This is strange because we're dealing with a love triangle here and no one's horned up. Right. It's like, no, you could do it, guys. Yeah. You don't need to just be humping legs all the time. Yeah. Rogue's hair is going to change color, Bride of Frankenstein style. One slash and that machine just blows up. Yeah. Problem solved. Just a just a Wolverine slash. That's all it took. The end. Slink. Kaboom. Yeah. Oh, that's the end of that. It yeah. blows up. The white magnet fog comes back. It it's just gone. Comes back in and yeah. Michael, something came in. I would just something. Yeah. Oh, okay. That it's good, a... but it, it's been better in other places in the movie. Yeah. Really, that that first scene, he's crushed. He just it. Nails crushed it. it. He kind of goes like just you. You forget about him for a little while. Yeah. You really, really yeah. do. So now Logan's gonna touch Rogue to bring her back. Didn't work at first. Right. Yeah, because she's dead. Yeah. Oh, right. wait. Oh, man. What a, what a surprise here. Oh, wait. He's getting all veiny in the face. Yeah, and then he starts bleeding out the back where the holes were. So did and he not heal at all. any of this point? He healed a head wound after a car crash right. at the beginning within seconds. Right. He had this these claws go through him minutes before, and he still hasn't healed? Yeah, that's weird. I don't understand how the healing works. Like, is there, what's, what's the it time It seems here? like it's... It should be instant. Maybe there's like a like a buffer based on how for dramatic effect. I don't know. Maybe it's because they were adamantium wounds. It took it longer for them to heal because they were deeper cuts. I don't know. Deeper cuts. They went through them. They don't yeah. get much deeper than that. Well, that's probably why it took longer. That's the deepest cut. Like first, when it comes out the other know, side, the first cut is the deepest. Okay, fair. Either way, <laughs> but, he should have healed. I don't know. I feel like maybe it was restructuring some internal stuff before it got to the skin part, so that he just became leaky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't want to ooze out like Senator Kelly or anything. That's pretty fair. Anyway, a bunch of vaginas open up on his face. <laughs> what? It's just these wounds. Do you think they look like vaginas? They they just. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's worse CGI than Toad's tongue. Yeah, because the Toad's tongue budget. Part, and part of this? I don't know. I don't know. I just know that these wounds weren't red. They were pink. Yeah, they were pink. They were definitely pink. Which is weird. Who is Rogue's power more inconvenient to? Do you think it's more inconvenient to Rogue or to just everyone else? Everyone around her. And did Rogue not touch anyone as a child ever in the amount of years that she lived? Well, usually their powers manifest later in life and usually in a stressful situation. So when she kissed that boy. So why are these kids having all this? She was all horned up. But then there shouldn't be a school for gifted children. It should be a school for gifted teenagers and teenagers only. Well, I don't know. Unless these kids' parents are all dead, and that's really the traumatic thing, and then they're superheroes, so it makes sense. There you go. You solved your own issue with it. I guess I did. Oh, well. I also like how when they're, the cops get there. They show up. They show up, and they're walking they around. They took the, the bridge. The museum. They took the bridge. <laughs> they're walking around the museum, 
And there's a, a security guard with, with three puncture wounds three in his chest. Wounds. Mystique ain't dead. She's not dead. She, she just changed dead. to get him to herself some help. And the X-Men leaving their little jet thing. Yes. Because they got to head back to a scene we haven't been to in a while. Is it the, uh, it's like the X-Hospital? It's the X-Mansion. <laughs> of the X-Mansion. Right. <laughs> Professor X wakes up. Yeah, he was very unconscious. He was so unconscious from the strange colored liquid in Cerebro. Yep. So he missed the whole thing. He's like, did it go all right? Yeah. 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 Look over there. Wolverine's, Wolverine's dead he's next to you. He's pretty much dead, but it went just fine. Besides it's that, it's cool. Besides us losing a one of our members, no, it's just fine. Yeah. Just fine. Gene's like, I, I think that Rogue's smitten with you, Logan. And he's like, my heart belongs to someone else. For and, reasons. And then Gene's like, dude, I get it, but like, come on. Back it up. Stop it. Back it up. <laughs> That's all he needs to do. She, I don't know. That was the horniest that he got. Well, yeah. But it was weird. And she starts to, to just like explain like we can't. But he's immediately like, shut up. He doesn't say that, but he changes the subject real quick because he doesn't yeah, want to yeah, hear her yeah. say no because Brian Singer. <laughs> and uh, Senator Kelly's on TV, but we all saw he dead. So it's Mystique. Yeah, no, of course you see. Also, the, his eyes glow. The eyes glow. On and Storm's a, like, ooh. <laughs> national TV broadcast, and three people notice. Yeah, that's that he's got glowing sense. eyes, and they're they're glowing for much more than a few frames. I swear he had yellow eyes. <laughs> he's the goblin. That's all it is. He's hey, the, the bully goblin. from a Christmas story. That's it, Scott Farkas. He's Scott Farkas. <laughs> So Logan is going to peace out to Canada. Yeah, but the thing that blew my mind about this is that Rogue and Iceman are playing foosball with other students here. Oh, yeah. You're not playing foosball and not high-fiving. That's true. Well, she wears gloves now. I don't care. You're not high-fiving. Well, were they full gloves or were they finger gloves? I thought they were finger gloves. They're full gloves because okay. finger gloves would mean she would touch people and that would be bad for them. <laughs> that would be very bad for them. So I feel like just from a standpoint of, hey, I don't want to kill people. I'm going to wear the gloves now. You wear full gloves. That's very responsible. Yeah. Just as kind of goth-like. They go all the Works way up to out. her elbow. Works out. Goth-like. Mm. Can't touch people. Gotta be depressed. Yeah. Yeah. So I wear elbow gloves. Listen to Death Cab for Cutie. She gets back in. Well, that's more emo. That goth. is more emo. You're well, right. She's pretty emo. And she's got the hair for it now. Now she does. Yeah. She's a scene kid. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to peace out to Canada because but he wants first... to learn more about us. No, you're right. Because he wants to learn more. Yeah. But he gives her a dog tag. Well, yeah, she's going to stop him, and she's like, don't go. And he's yeah. like, here, take this. I'll be back for it. But where do you get the dog tag? We saw earlier that Sabretooth took the dog tag from I him think and gave he, it to Magneto. He pulled it off of Sabretooth during their fight. Sabretooth wasn't wearing a dog tag during this fight. Why would Sabretooth be wearing that? He wasn't wearing it. It was like in his pocket or something. Why would it be? I he gave know. it to Magneto. Yeah, but then he picks it up at the end of the scene when the balls fall. Did he? Yeah. I don't remember seeing that. Oh, yeah, he... Sabretooth goes back to the desk and picks up the so dog it's tag. It's just a really convenient thing. Yeah, yeah. Just something to give Rogue so that we could. Okay, fine. I like how Logan steals Cyclops' motorcycle again at the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> He's got up. that sly Fuck little you. look. He's just like, yeah. Then I'll we take get to it. the X Jail. I don't know what to the call it. The plastic prison. It's very cool. It is but he's pretty neat. Magneto and Professor X are playing chess against each other. Yeah. I trying like to the, act out act each other. They are. Oh, big time. They're best buds, too, also, in real life. They it didn't, helps. Neither of them knew how to play chess. Before this scene. Really? So they had an actual like master chess player come in and teach them how to play chess. Does the queen know that? I don't I feel like she wouldn't have made them sirs. If, right? If Do you know how to play chess? Yeah, that's no? part of the that's part of the knighting <laughs> ceremony. It's like you have to beat the queen in chess before you can become a knight. <laughs> I like how the, there's a plastic wheelchair also for Professor X. It's yes. a nice little touch. Good touch. Yeah. Good touch. Almost everything in that room is is plastic. Except for the security guard's belt buckle. Super metally. Yeah. It's so super metally. Metal. <laughs> I feel like just a little bit of 
That's and, it. Oh, I got this little sharp piece. That I can just yep. hang you with it or something. Or just, I don't know, send it flying through your neck like Could Yondu's little whistle arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you imagine you sort of whistle. <laughs> I mean, he seems like a cheerful guy. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love how there's like that retracting plastic hallway. Oh, yeah. So it's just a box in the middle of a I Giant really room. like that they don't wait for people to be out of the hallway. No, they, they just start, start retracting. Don't it. stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> so you better not have to tie your shoe or anything while that thing's because it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. That's not the only thing coming. End credits. End credits. They came. That's X Men from 2000. That is X Men in its entirety. What'd you think? I like this movie. I do too. It's I like really it a whole well done. Lot. I would push it as far as I kind of love this movie. And I haven't seen it in a long, long time. I forgot how much I like this movie. This hit all the right spots for me. I also forgot how much of a dick Scott is. Scott sucks. Ugh. Scott sucks a lot. Cyclops. Yeah, also, not a great leader. I don't know if he is a leader. He's supposed to be. I know he is, but I don't I don't think there's a leader here besides Professor X. That's true. This is a good movie. This it is, is very it's a very quick hour 40. Yeah. Oh, everything moves so fast. Yeah. I don't, boom, I don't, boom, boom. I don't like how well, they went away from the comics so much. Yeah. Well, but Brian Singer... At this time, not a whole lot of comic book movies existed. I mean, you had Batman, the whole Batman series. Batman and Robin kind of ruined everything. And they were like, okay, no more camp. We need to do something completely different for this. So he wanted to make it more grounded in reality. And what he did was he was like, "Uh, we're going to get away from the source material a little bit. He also banned comic books on set. I read an interview with Hugh Jackman where he said that as well. That blew my mind. It's unreal. Also, um, Sir Patrick Stewart had no idea who the character was. Sure. And learned through he was somebody just delivered him a crate of comics. Okay. And he was like, "Why am I on the cover of this comic?" <laughs> but then he uh he learned through reading X-Men comics, but then to get on set and Brian Singer's like, "No comics on set." It's kind of a crazy choice. Kind of insane. From what I heard, Kevin Feige snuck comics on set. I like that Kevin Kevin Fearless Feige, Feige. Kevin Feige was actually telling Wolverine like, "All right, you need to read this book. You need to read this book. You need to read this book." Keep in mind, Hugh Jackman was hired three weeks after filming started, yeah. so he had to be on set for all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's People crazy, were slipping though. him comics underneath his his door. Yeah, and the fact that that Brian Singer go on to do more X Men and a Superman. Yeah, like yeah, for not wanting the comics on set, he kind of just takes the character and it takes his own liberties with it. Well, I think it's also just because it was the first one. I, he probably was a little more lax on that policy in the future. But then again, it's Brian Singer, so who the fuck knows? Who knows? Who knows? The one thing I didn't like about it. Was the tone. Okay. The X-Men are supposed to be kind of more teenagers. They're they're like the strangest teenagers you ever met. That right. type of thing. Right. But they also have a very light side most of the time. They're doing a lot of what Spider-Man does. Okay. Where Spider-Man has the quick one-liners while he's fighting people and all that stuff. Yeah. Doing that. I felt like the tone here was just a little too serious and very, a little too dark. Very serious. And the costumes didn't help it. No. Because these costumes are so far away Black from the leather. source material. And, yeah. But I also think the source material wouldn't have worked on screen. Not back then. No. Even now, I don't think it would have worked. I think they would work on screen. Yeah. Not with... Uh, I don't know. They're very bright and colorful. and They they are, but uh, I mean, so are a lot of the other costumes. Like Spider-Man. Is very bright and colorful. Very bright and colorful. Yellow's a tough color. Yeah. It is, because it, it's just... It's like, here I am. Wow. But I also think that the blue for like Cyclops with the yellow and whatnot, like it's a very cool color scheme to it. Yeah. But... I think there's a way to I modernize it and look. make it work, though. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I think I think that that is something when the inevitable reboot happens that they'll they'll tackle correctly. Speaking of the inevitable reboot, Fox is part of Disney. At this point, it's basically a done deal. You know the MCU is going to start 
cranking out these X-Men and Fantastic Four and prior Fox sure. properties. I want to know when the MCU does reboot the X-Men. I'm not going to ask cast. Okay. I want to know what lineup you want to see. In terms of what actual Who characters are Who are the X-Men and when it finally comes to be? If you give me that choice, I'm going to say Cyclops, Beast, Angel, Iceman, and okay. Jean Grey. Yeah. I want to see the originals together. The, I want to see Angel. The OG lineup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think because Wolverine doesn't come around for quite some time. He doesn't even debut in an X-Men book. No, he's a he, Hulk villain. He's a Hulk villain. Yeah. Like, come on. But he's also, he- No, he's the he franchise. He quickly now. became the most marketable and famous oh, of the X-Men. So you might get one movie without him, but you're not going to get two. No. In fact, they might even do a Wolverine movie and then do an X-Men movie without him and then have them come together. Just eventually? Yeah. And do you think you get a Ruffalo sighting inside that Wolverine movie? Depends on what happens in Endgame. I guess that's very true. Mm. That's very true. I would prefer the 90s cartoon lineup. Okay. Like I said, that is all I know, Wolverine, really. Beast, I never read the- Storm, Jubilee. Well, here's, here's the thing. Yeah. I want to make one substitution. Okay. Also, side note, Brian Singer, when he was getting ready to film this movie, watched all 76 episodes of the X-Men to decide which characters from the comics should be in the movie. And that's the ones he picked. And that those are the ones he picked. Okay. And um, there's a notable absence. Oh, yeah. But my lineup. No, don't brush me off. How is there no Gambit? Let me get to my lineup. Don't steamroll me. <laughs> that's not my substitution. Gambit's in it. Okay. <laughs> I want the 90s cartoon lineup. Professor X, obviously. You can't do it without sure. him. Wolverine. Okay. Cyclops. Jean Grey. Storm. Rogue. Gambit. Jubilee. And my substitution I'm taking out Beast, okay, and I'm putting in Deadpool Colossus, okay, because I want them to keep the Deadpool franchise. Sure, sure. I, want, I want them to make it canon in MCU. I like it. So bring in that Colossus to replace Beast, and that's my lineup. Seems doable. The X Men seems more doable than ever at this point. Just oh because yeah, because we're used to seeing multiple heroes in a movie now. Right, right, and that's mostly because of this movie. Yeah, this, this movie was the movie that said, able "Oh, we can do, do an ensemble superhero movie." Yes, it was a small ensemble. But they did it. But they did it. Correct. And then they did it again a few years later. They did it over and over, which was Over crazy. and over and over. And then in 2012, when Avengers came out, at that point, it was like, yeah, of course you can do an ensemble movie. Yeah. yeah. X-Men's been doing it for 12 years. Hey, Dave. Yep. Fuck, Mary kill. Go ahead. Scott Summers. Okay. Toad. Post-mutation Senator Kelly. Okay. So, out of those three, I'm going to post-mutation? Yeah. I'm going to marry post-mutation Senator Kelly. Okay. Because he's going to die soon. You and think? He's got that money. He's maybe. got that senator money. Maybe. Without a doubt. I'm going to get no, all may- that pension. Maybe he dies. We don't really know. Are but you sure you saw what you saw? I don't know. He was open to change. That's why I like him. Was he? I don't know. He didn't seem like he was very <laughs> open to change at all. I'm going to fuck Toad. Okay. Because that tongue. That tongue. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, sure. Simple as that. I'm going to kill I'm gonna kill Cyclops. Kill the good guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I love it. That is... Probably the right answer. Yeah. That's what I would have said. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who Roger Ebert would have fucked Mary and killed? Who? I don't know. But oh. let's find out what his review is instead. Okay. <laughs> Roger Ebert gave this two and a half stars. Huh. He said, the origin story is crucial to all superhero epics, from the gods of ancient Greece right down to Superman's parents. Next in importance is an explanation of superpowers, what they are, how they work. That's reasonable when there is one superhero, like Superman or the Crow, but an X-Men with eight major characters and more in supporting roles, the movie gets top-heavy. At the halfway mark, 
it has just about finished introducing the characters. That's true. It's very accurate. It is accurate. And the fact is, two years later, or is it three years later, when he's discussing Daredevil and he's discussing Spider-Man, <laughs> he gets really upset about the origin stories of it, right. despite talking about how crucial it is to have them. Times change. That was my takeaway from this part of the review. I'm happy he mentions, like, no, they got a shitload of characters in there. That's impressive as hell, yeah. what you just pulled off. But to close it out, as usual, we only read the sandwich. We only read the bread of this, the Ebert review. That's all you need. Sweet, sweet Ebert carbs. He makes a very good point here in terms of characters. Magneto's team is not as colorful as the good guys and includes Mystique, who in the Japanese anime tradition can change her shape as her costumes try to keep up, and Toad, who has a tongue that can whip out to great distances. Why it is that Xavier's team has impressive skills while Magneto's team has specialties that would prove invaluable to a stripper. <laughs> I started out liking this movie while waiting for something really interesting to happen. When nothing did, I still didn't dislike it. I assume the X-Men will further develop their personalities if there is a sequel, and maybe find time to get involved in a story. No doubt fans of the comics will understand subtle allusions and fine points of behavior. They should linger in the lobby after each screening to answer questions. Oh, wow. He liked it, despite nothing happening, but there's stuff that happens. Stuff does eventually happen. But again, this is a very quick movie. It brushes over a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. I like that he said, if there's a sequel. If there's a sequel. There were so many. There's a million of them. Yeah. <laughs> keep coming. They're still pumping them out. Brian? Yeah. I have news for you. You have news? A Rotten Tomatoes list of top 64. Oh. It has changed. It's it now has. a list of top 67. Oh, they added. They've added. That's how fast these movies are coming out. That's exactly it. Where do you think X-Men lands on the top now 67? 13. 39. Oh. So it's... Oh, yeah. It's no, up there a little sense. more. It's up there a little more, which is fine. Uh, 81% Rotten Tomatoes. It that's, is fresh. That is good. So that's nice. Some of the more positive reviews are the X-Men comic books have spawned a cottage industry of mutant characters, and the movie helps make sense of these legions while offering the established fan base something new to cheer. Hmm. Another says, this is a film that should satisfy fans of the hugely popular comic book and audiences who can't tell one uncanny X-Men from another. Mutants rule. Mutants do rule. So they're getting a lot of respect here, which is they nice. They sure are. And deservedly so. This is the movie that basically set the stage for all these amazing superhero movies that have come since. Because before this, they were either super dark and kind of had horror elements like Blade and Spawn, or they were just campy as all get out, like yeah. Batman and Superman. Yeah. I'm going to read you a negative. Okay. I think it's important. This one is from the Rolling Stones, Peter Travers. It sucks that this choppily edited film appears rushed and incoherent in ways that cheat the story of its human resonance and the stunts of their anticipated pow. That's harsh. That is harsh. Wow. I kind of agree that it is choppily edited. It's just a lot of back and forth. There's Yeah, there's a lot happening. It is kind of rushed. Uh, oh, definitely. It, so, it could have used an extra 10 minutes to breathe. I think so, which is, I don't know. It, it's still not asking a lot of a moviegoer for an hour and 50 minute movie. Not at all, especially when you have something like, I mean, what's Infinity War? It's a long-ass movie. Most yeah. of these movies have a story to tell, and damn it, they're going to tell it. Yeah. This one, this is a studio movie. This was... Well, Fox was very apprehensive about this because they didn't, they weren't sure it was going to work, which is sure. why they only gave them a $75 million budget. No, that's pretty fair. And they probably told them, keep it short because we don't know if people are going to want to sit through this. They learned people are going to sit through this because... They also this moved movie... it up six months. It was originally slated for a Christmas release. Holy hell. So and they, they were like blockbuster time. Yeah, they were like, you know what? Let's make it a summer movie. And Brian Stingler was like, great. We get an extra six months on it. And they're like, oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. The, the one before. We're bringing it up six months. 
That's nuts. That's insane. What do you think got affected from that? Toad's tongue. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I mean, it, it didn't hurt it. No. No, they because got it out. $75 million estimated budget opening weekend. It did $54 million. It nearly made its nut fully back. Right. It ended up grossing in the United States $157 million. That's a hit. Yeah. I mean, it, it made it. That's a hit. Yeah. I wonder what would happen if they had the extra six months. But who knows? We'll never know. We'll never know. I have an article here from Yahoo Entertainment. Uh, how the first X-Men helped create the Marvel movie universe. And it's basically got five points about what this movie did that set the stage for superhero movies since. One, it demonstrated the viability of a team-based movie, which we already talked about. Absolutely, it did. We had a bunch of players. They all did great. Two, it took place in the real world. This is really the first movie that does that with superheroes because the DC movies all take place in their fictional universe. Correct. I mean, obviously, Metropolis is New York. Yes. But everyone. But this that. one says it's New York. We got to go we have to under give you the George Washington Bridge. Of how to fly over water because yeah. we're so New York. It lets the Supergirls play with the Superboys. Sure does. This is the first one where we get we get Storm, we get Jean Grey, we get Rogue. Yeah. We get Mystique. These are some powerful women. Just powerful characters. And yeah. It doesn't matter that they're women, right. which is amazing. Right. Because you're not just forcing women like when we we talked about it, like Hit Girl kicked ass. Yes. She was Awesome. Incredible. But it was a little girl, and that's why it made it interesting to right. watch her kick That's out. true. With this is that it, they blend so seamlessly together. These are just characters. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number four, it imported heroes from overseas. They had actors portraying superheroes from England, Australia, and uh, other places. <laughs> <laughs> so England and Australia. Yeah, England and totally Australia. Fair. Yeah. And the characters themselves have different backgrounds. So sure. it kind of opened up the whole world instead of just being these very U.S.-based sure. characters sure. and actors. I mean, and Hugh Jackman. It's Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. And number five, it encouraged Marvel to give TV creators a big screen canvas. Joss Whedon wrote the original script. Yeah. And even though they only kept two lines of it, they let them have it. The Russo brothers are another one that have since come from TV and really... And while this isn't Absolutely. the strongest point of the article, I, I agree with it. They gave these TV screenwriters a chance at these big budget yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood blockbuster no, movies. I completely agree with you there. And apparently that's what set the, the tone for the Marvel movies since. We should set a tone for our show. We should. By giving this a super stuff score. We absolutely should. However, one of our super stuff categories is parents. Right. There's too many characters in this for them to go into the parents of each one. Right. And we're reasonable people. <laughs> well. <laughs> so for these ensemble movies, how about we make it a uh, a teamwork score? I think that's the right way to do it. I think so that's... We're going to substitute teamwork for parents. Teamwork for parents. Let's do it. So let's do it. Setting. I'm going to give it a one. It is New York. We are in a major landmark yeah. for the climax of this movie. Yeah. It's barely New York, though, for the most of the yeah. rest of the movie. There's some weird... But you do, you're fighting on the Statue of Liberty's head. Yeah. And we spend a lot of time at that mansion. It's a lot of time and at that mansion. A, we they mentioned a lot the name Westchester mansion. once. And they do say that's it's in something. Westchester. Style and tone. I'm giving this a zero. A zero? Yeah. I don't like the style and tone of any of it because it's not true to the comic. I thought it was too dark. That's true. I thought that this, they, they wanted to make it so, well, based in reality, yeah. that they took away the style and the they tone. They took away the style and tone to it, make if it. If anything, they created a tone that just seemed. It was just a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Bride Singer wanted to make a film and not necessarily a comic book film. Right. So I think it's a full zero. Agreed. Heroes. One. 
say that's that's accurate. Villains. One. Even Point with five. Toad and Sabretooth? Then it's just a one. Just a one. Because <laughs> Magneto is terrific and Mystique is amazing. And yes. Female characters. One. That's a one. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Story and motivation. Motivation's there from both the sides. story's mostly there. The story is mostly there. But I think the motivation's stronger than it's been in just about anything we've seen so far. I agree. I'm giving it a one. A one. Music. It's not. da 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 it's not. it's not. It's not. You're right. And that's what hurts me the most. I'm taking it for what it is. Yep. He, he opened up real strong here, and then it just went away. Brian Singer approached John Williams before it went over to uh, Michael Kamen, but Williams was busy, Yeah, which is unfortunate because that would have put this movie over the top. Probably. But Kamen did a good job. Kamen did a good job. I'm willing to go 0.5. I'm, I'm in agreement. 0.5 okay. is appropriate. Impact on the genre. Huge. Massive. One. It's a one. Teamwork. They aren't a really good team until the very end of the movie. It's yeah, because they're tr- like they really try to force the team they're in there at a odds for bit, a lot of it. We don't know any. We don't know what the team has done up until the point that Wolverine joins. Exactly. We and the children when the when the X plane flies away, they're in shocks. So we don't even know if there was any teamwork before that. Right. And they're all apprehensive about Wolverine joining the team, but there's no not real very accepting. Are there's a lot? Of yeah. So teams I think begin I, I'm willing to go point five. Okay. At the max. I agree that that's the max. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe a 0.25. I'm okay with that as well. Cool. Because the last quarter of the movie is teamwork. And finally, one-liners. Few and far between. Yeah. This is a very seriously toned movie. There's not a lot of things to quote here. Like there's, the, there's a the, couple that are good. The Joss Whedon lines that I, at the end of there. Yeah. Like, you're a dick. You're a dick. That's a very good line. It's a great line. But and it's not like a standout. You want yellow spandex? It's good. If you want something else that's going to stick out later, I think it's X3 on the Juggernaut bitch. Uh, and that's only because of the YouTube video. Uh-huh. And I think that's what I'm thinking about with one-liners that makes when sense. it comes to X-Men. So I, yeah. I don't think there's any one-liners here. I think we give this a zero for one-liners. Which means our Super Stuff score for X-Men is 6.75. That's extremely respectable. That is a good score. That's up there. What's that kind of set it near? That's going to put it above... The Incredibles. Okay. Uh, but just below Spider Man. Wow. Yeah. That's up there with good company then. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Uh just below Superman. Okay. That's which is also an extremely respectable there. spot. <laughs> <laughs> so for next week, I'm very happy we gave a one female characters this week because it's a guarantee that we're going to give it next week because we have the most kick ass female character that there will be. Probably the on this entire show. Oh, it's yeah. the big one. It's the big one. Next week, Wonder Woman. Don't forget to like and subscribe. You can find us on the various social media at Cape Podcasters on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And also send us your emails. We have one here from uh, Superfan Steven. Number one sidekick, Superfan Steven. <laughs> I apologize. I misspoke. He would get very upset. <laughs> He's very sensitive whenever we don't give him his full title. Steven has a question for us. Okay. He says, you could easily argue that a superhero, both in cinema and comic book, is only as super as his villain counterpart is nefarious. However, he thinks the MCU does a poor job of molding their villains. And up until recent movies like Deadpool and Venom, the villains haven't really been highlighted as much, even though those are more anti-heroes than villains. Sure. He says, see Loki, for example. What do you make of this? Do you think modern superhero movies put enough emphasis on believable villain? 
how do you think a villain-centric movie would work out? And then he says, Mogadishu, which is his catchphrase. Okay. Apparently. Sure. So, basically... We've joked about this. We have. We've we In Kick-Ass, we joked about this when we were talking about our own superpowers. I think it was Kick-Ass, at least. About how your power would be to stop time. Oh, yeah. And I said I would comedically do it to speed up time. Sure. And I MCU'd you because I just went the opposite. Right. That's a lot of the time what... Especially in the early movies, powers the MCU. are. That's yeah. why I think X Men's so unique because because everybody has case. a different everyone power. has something different. Yeah. They have to use what they have. But I think in in more present movies where you have Loki, who's a I don't even know if he's a villain most of the time. Yeah, I who knows. Yeah, but he, with Killmonger is a terrific character, very well developed. And we actually talked about it earlier this episode. I think it's a villain. Even if he has similar powers to the hero he's going up, it's mostly about motivation. Completely agree with that one. And yeah, you get a lot in the MCU of the mirroring of the hero, where it's, you know, uh, the Yellow Jacket has the same powers as Ant-Man. Yes. You have Loki has the same powers as Thor. Yeah, but Hela doesn't. Hela doesn't. I think that's interesting. Right. So it's one of those things that they're starting to get away from that, a little bit at least, to put a little bit more focus on these villains. And I think... And Infinity War is a villain-focused movie. I think it is, too. More than it's a hero-focused movie. Completely agree. It is absolutely about Thanos. You get a lot of emotion. You get a lot of motivation out of Thanos. It's very interesting the way they pulled that one off. So, yeah, early on, it was opposites. X-Men. Yeah, it was opposites early on. Now, it's you're actually starting to get more. They finally hit a a point where they, they know how to do their villains now. Yes, absolutely. Maybe not Ultron. But, well, Ultron was... Long ago. Not that As far long as ago. I'm concerned. Well, it was moved, now it was a lot of movies ago. But yeah. Yeah, no, I totally hear you. So, But you're right. They're back. They're getting there. They're getting on track. Yeah. Uh, if you have a question for us, or if you want to submit a category or a nomination for the capies or potties, we have a few, actually. We've uh, we've gotten some best one-liner or quip. Okay. Uh, we've, we've got best costume, which I think is a really good one. I like that one a lot. Dentist parents. Okay. I'm a, I'm a fan of. I like of. that a lot. And we've also gotten a uh, best superhero movie to have on in the background during a one night stand. Wait till Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's a that's a fun. Just wait one. till Valentine's Day. And the superhero <laughs> concept most likely to happen in real life. Those are just some of the suggestions we've gotten from those our are fun from our listeners. Maybe we'll do all of them. Maybe so, we won't uh, do any of them. Who knows? But they're I like those. I like they a lot. All exist. I have a good feeling we're gonna do a bunch of those. Steven sent in <laughs> one that's uh, best caped podcaster. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I feel like it's an obvious answer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so if you have anything you want to send in, you send it to capepodcasters at gmail.com. We are accepting nominations and categories for the KBs and Potties right up to Valentine's Day. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next week for Wonder Woman. Same pod time, same pod channel. That's X-Men. Brian, what do you think happens post-credits? We cut to somewhere along the shores of New Jersey, and the whole cast of the Jersey Shore (laughs) is hanging out. And you know how it is. They're being douchey. Sure. As they're wont to do. But Snooki notices something's washed ashore. So she goes over and picks it up.
It's Toad's tongue. <laughs> and she says, oh, I have plans for this later. Gross. <laughs> and as the, gang, as the gang is leaving the shore, we notice a puddle starts to form into a very Senator Kelly-shaped man, and he still doesn't have an ass crack. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Busy house. Yeah. A lot well, going on. Dave, what do you think happens? What I think happens is that in training, about a year after all this takes place, Cyclops is trying to shoot these targets, and he's missing a lot. He's opened that visor, and he's just missing. Everything's off. Professor Xavier goes up to him with Jean Grey and says, Hey, why are you missing? And they do an eye exam. It turns out, can't see. He's got bad eyes. He's getting up there in age. So they said, gotta get you lens crafters. So they bring him to lens crafters, and the doctor says, Scott, you gotta take off your sunglasses. You have to take off your sunglasses. I need to check your eyes. He's like, no, you will die. You cannot do that. Then he takes off his sunglasses and the doctor dies. But the son of the doctor promises to avenge her one day. 